0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is what goes around. It was written by Marcus D. Bone, and I will be the game master. It's a one-shot, and this will be our fifth version. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Arkham is a haunted city with many strange events taking place, especially around the 1920s. It's no wonder, <clears throat> excuse me, it's no wonder then that groups of amateur investigators crop up from time to time, and occasionally they have connections. One such group is the Clamflat Boys. They take their investigations quite seriously, while at the same time having a lot of good clean fun along the way. It's May 17th, 1924, still a little chilly, so people have coats and boots to stave off the early morning cold. It's been an all-nighter for some of the Flat boys. They have been putting the final touches on their report of a fake haunting in Bolton. They finally choose to call it a night, uh, or morning rather. It's 5.30 a.m. on a Saturday. As they leave Corbin Hall, the sky above the trees is turning red towards the east, even though the sun is still below the horizon. So you guys are all stepping out of the back door of Corbin Hall, locking it, and you're in the back parking lot.
1: No, I think we did a a great job with that case. I'll treat you all to some uh, New England steamers later tonight after we get some
2: sleep.
3: I'm going to need it because, uh, oh, man, it's going to be a pain to reset
2: my circadian rhythm before Monday. I've dealt with too much steam after there were all those projections on the mists. Geez, that's a tough
4: one. Oh, yeah. Some people Thony just
5: have
6: a style. Yeah, you really came through there with uh, <clears throat> debucking that with your uh, magician skills there. I would have never noticed those things that you were pointing out.
2: Hey, got me kicked out
0: of San Francisco. I can get me <laughs> anywhere.
5: Hey, this, you keep reminding
6: us why we keep you around.
0: This time of the morning, there's almost no activity. Um, this part of the town, the Merchant District, there's, uh, there's shops on the ground floor, and there are little apartments above. Um, well, you know, this time of the morning, everybody's sound asleep. I would like you all to do dex rolls. 10
4: under 45.
6: Success. I got it. Uh, I'm not a very dexterous man, but I got lucky this time.
0: Any failures? No? No, hard All right. success. All right. As you guys are chatting and moving across the parking lot, um, without warning, there is tremendous boom, And down the street, uh, a short distance, there is an explosion. One of the shops... Uh, has literally exploded. Flaming debris uh, is going everywhere. shattered glass is raining down in the uh, in the street. You're almost knocked off your feet by the blast. Um, you can all do luck rolls to see if you're hit by any shrapnel.
3: Oh my God, I failed.
0: Thats 75 a negative.
3: luck
7: and I failed. That is oh a triple zero crit fail.
0: <laughs> okay um Jason you are hit by a flying piece of wood uh you'll do two points so two hit points of damage if you failed otherwise just take you know you get hit by broken glass um there are flaming bits all around you 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 probably take just one point of damage
6: Oh god
7: what was Jesus that? Christ. Jason, Jason, are you okay? Mr. Kimball.: There's a wood plank stuck to his face. He pulls it out and nail like slightly going through his scalp. Be like, oh, oh my God. Oh, sorry. Hold on, hold on. I fell this asleep for a second.
3: It can't be any worse than shrapnel in the water, bud. Let me help.
1: Easy there. There,
0: there are general. flaming pieces of wood in the street. Uh, the building is catching fire. Uh, oh, we're going to go put it out.
3: I want to try and help treat Jason's wound first and foremost. Okay.
0: You're going to do first aid on him?
1: I'll run ahead with Philip then.
0: Okay. People need help. Um,
3: I ran, uh, I rolled a 54 over 50.
0: I'll spend four luck to pass that. Okay. So you can get back one of your hit points. Um, You run across the street. Uh, It's not very far down. It is the uh, Haywright Jewelry Store that has exploded. Um, uh, the Haywright jewelry store does not have apartments above it. It's a, it's a large building, two stories. Um, one that you guys are all somewhat familiar with. If you've ever bought your girlfriend jewelry or your wife wedding rings or, or whatever, it's a fixture in town. There's other things next to it. By the time you get there and it's literally across the street, um, lights all up and down in the apartment buildings all around you have lit up uh, because it was, you know, pretty earth-shaking. The whole thing is engulfed in flames on the inside. You can see the flames shooting up and dancing around. Uh, There are pieces in the street. There are a couple of shattered windows in other shops across the street where where debris hit them.
7: is there a payphone anywhere nearby, Jason? I'll try and run to phone the police, fire department.
0: There's, there's one down the street. Okay. Can I try yeah. booking it? Yeah. So you run down the street towards that. So who's running up to the building itself?
1: I'm uh, trying to hear if anyone's calling up. For help, right.
0: So yes. Okay. I'm,
1: so,
3: I'm behind the others because I had to treat Jason. Right. But afterwards, I'm not following him to a phone.
0: I'm going to the store. Okay. I would like then. Philip, Hank, Henry, and Earl to do spot hidden roles. Uh, extreme. pass. Oh, Was that a pass, Henry? Yes. Okay. And Philip. I can't hear you. You're you Sorry,
4: I failed. Okay.
0: for earl and philip as you're as you're running up you can see that the whole insides is in flames you can hear the sounds of breaking glass um an explosion like that it was probably it was probably gas or something like that you know these buildings all have gas um but hank and henry as you are looking into the shop at first, you think you see a kind of mound of blackness in the middle of it, uh, and it starts to move, and you can see it sort of moving. It almost has, it's its big. It almost has an animal-like shape as it moves towards the broken window um, and the, uh, the the it it comes out of the window onto the pavement it's almost like it catches blue fire and it steps out and it's a monstrous looking sort of dog-like creature its eyes are flame blue it's probably at the shoulder about seven or eight feet high it uh it steps out through the window, and it immediately sort of rears up and moves its head side to side, like it's trying to get its bearings. And then it turns and starts moving uh, west down the street um, at a fairly slow, leisurely pace. Um, you guys can do sanity rolls. Philip and Earl and Jason, you see nothing. You've seen nothing out of the ordinary. I failed.
6: Passed my sanity roll. Jesus, okay. Barry and Joseph.
0: If, hey. if you pass, take two points of damage. If you fail, take four. I mean, take a roll of four-sided dice, I mean. A bear. Some kind of... Must be a bear. It well, seems to almost be glowing with like St. Elmo's fire, like uh, little lightnings of, of purple all over it as it's walking away.
6: That's no bear, Hank. It's a devil. Never seen the likes of which in my life.
2: What the hell are you talking about? It looks dangerous. Oh, devil?
0: So, what? Just bear. Jason, before you get halfway to the phone booth, you start to hear sirens in the background. Obviously, there's a bunch of people and people are coming out of their houses now and coming out into the street in their nightclothes. So sweating with blood running down his face, he's
7: trotting, trotting ah, and wheels right back around on the other side of the street to get back.
6: Hank, do do you have a camera? Uh,
4: I'll roll up for that.
1: Uh yes, I have a camera.
4: Okay. Well, let's try I... to get
1: a photograph. Okay. I'll try and take a picture of this uh mon-
0: monster. Okay. Steady um, does it. D- Do you have photography? No. Um well let's use lock pin. Roll, okay. roll for lock on it. Uh that is a hard. Okay. Um Uh, you uh, pull out the camera. It's probably got a, uh, well, you're probably not going to use a flash. You have to set up a flash. Um, Maybe it's instinctual. Maybe you very quickly put in a light, uh, uh, a flash bulb and take the picture. When you take the picture, the thing stops for a moment in the road and it turns its head and for just a moment, it glares in your direction. Um, Henry, do a luck roll.
4: It's a success. Okay.
0: It, you don't know for sure whether it looked at you or not, but Hank, you're sure that it looked at you. And then it turns and continues walking on down the street. It's now maybe a hundred feet away from you. You can't see the bear? Oh, God.
1: What the hell are you talking
2: about? And I'm going to go into the store to make sure. No, store's on fire. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't you
0: go in there, can't, bud. Can't quite get near the, the store. Uh,
2: so then I'm just going to back up and wait for the fire department or whatever.
1: Looks like we're not sleeping yet. I need to get this developed. I don't think I'll sleep for another two weeks. But what are you guys going on about? Like, What What did what, you see? What did you take a picture of? That beast that came out of the store. It's like yes. a, a flaming blue fire. It's like a bear. Uh, it's something terrifying.
0: It looked at me. Um, right. The others can't see anything, but you can still see it. It's not running away. It seems to be walking somewhere. And it you can see it keeps sniffing the air. Um, But soon it's going to turn at the end of the street it's heading it, it it's heading west at the moment but it looks like it's going to turn now is everyone anyone else on the street yeah people have come and out they of their don't houses notice it. nobody seems to be reacting to it um uh most people are standing in front of their shops you know clutching their children or or whatever you hear the fire engine coming the police coming and very quickly you know they appear at the end of the street and they come up and they park and they they start trying to put out the flames getting
7: an idea of direction would jason have run past the thing as it was walking down the street or were they going in opposite direction
0: you went in the
1: opposite direction Well, Henry, this is our only chance to chase that thing. See what's really going on. We're the only ones that can see it.
4: Are you feeling
6: adventurous, old boy?
1: Yeah, but let's keep a safe distance. I concur. Let's go. Let's get a look. It's it's absolutely strange how no one else can see it.
0: So, uh, Philip, Earl, and Jason... um, your friends are acting rather strangely they keep talking about something that they can see but you don't see anything did did hank get hit in the head too i
7: thought it was just me
3: i uh i think we might be dealing with the case of uh some of uh, well what F- philip might be familiar with stage tricks maybe maybe they're standing at just the right angle with the trick of the light to be able to, to see some kind of illusion
5: oh yeah sure
3: i don't know why they'd be they're 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 going they're following this and it's very we, we've solved so many uh fraud cases i don't know why they're getting so invested in this
6: henry's going to run as quickly as he can with his assistance from his hardwood king.
0: okay hank, let's make haste yep so hank and henry start running down the street in the direction of whatever they think they see um, well, you guys just see them leaving the scene um, you know what they said by now the, the the firefighters are here, the cops are starting to ask people questions, what happened uh, you know uh, they'll eventually ask you what did you see, what happened um, and you probably just tell them that there was an explosion you have no idea, did you see anyone around, no, you didn't um, so while you're there hank and henry hank you're a little faster because henry's got a cane um the creature turns the corner and uh, once again it, it sort of sniffs the air there's a couple of moments when it sort of bounds forward a couple of leaps and then it stops and it smells the air again and you realize that it is about to enter uh the cemetery at the end of town it um it uh, goes up. There's a wrought iron fence around the cemetery with large pilasters. It goes up to those, and without um, without skipping a beat, it 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 leaps. Uh, it leaps and it lands, uh, you know, halfway on a pilaster, halfway on the on the 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 fence itself, um, for a moment, hovering there above, and then it leaps down into the cemetery and starts walking once again.
1: Oh, my God, Henry. What a graceful beast. Where's
6: it gone, old boy? It's, I was it's a little behind you.
1: It's going into the, the cemetery. Uh, the gate's closed?
0: Um, oh. Probably not.
1: Okay. Well, there should be good sight lines in the cemetery if you want to spy where it's going.
6: Yes. Let's be careful.
0: So you watch it. It's walking through the middle of the cemetery, and something begins to happen. The sun begins to wink above the horizon. The light starts to shine through the tops of the trees and work their way down. And as the light increases, the thing seems to fade into the background. And once the light is up, it's vanished.
4: My eyes deceive me, boy. Did that just disappear? Oh, no.
1: No. Shared delusions aren't a thing. Uh, I I saw the same
4: thing. Unbelievable. This
6: might be our big break. A big break for the clan flat, boys. We've discovered something real.
4: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sleep is going to have to wait. Sleep is for the week.
0: So what do you guys want to do?
1: We'll head back. I I'd, at least would head back to the rest of the group.
0: Right. So back at the building, they've been dousing it with water. Um, people are milling around. Uh, it, there comes a point where the the police and the firemen are, are like, you know, there's nothing you can do. Folks go back inside. Um, the only exception to that is a couple of the merchants who had the fronts of their shops damaged. Um, they're going to have to find some way to board up the their broken windows and so forth. Um, But there's generally just a lot of milling around. Uh, Eventually, as you're standing there, you see Hank and Henry walking back towards you from the direction that they came.
6: No, Hank, there's a lot of history right there in that store.
1: I bought my wife
6: her wedding ring there 50 years ago.
0: Me too. Me too.
1: 20 years ago. The owners, I hope they're okay. Well, they should be
0: at their home. The owner, when you purchased the, your wedding rings, uh, was Avery Haywright. Everybody called him Old Man Haywright. Of course, they probably didn't call him Old Man Haywright 50 years ago. But, um, I mean, you recall he was a fairly shrewd businessman, and he wasn't above haggling over the price of something. But um, he wasn't exactly what you would call, you know, a nice guy. He was he was a businessman. Um, he died last year.
6: Uh, old hey right. any heirs? Uh,
0: yes, yeah. Huh. his uh, his daughter and son-in-law own the shop now.
6: He huh. was a fair man, but he was a wily old bastard.
0: It's a catastrophe for his
1: family with this is real estate damaged.
3: So you two are going to tell us more about your little rabbit chase or what?
1: Look, look, I'll develop oh. the photos, and you'll see it. I'm sure
6: <laughs> picture is worth a thousand words, Earl. All
0: oh. right, go ahead. What exactly did
3: you see? Could you please elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Uh, it was this this flaming bear, about seven to eight feet tall, and it seemed disinterested in everything following a scent.
6: was a beast straight from the pits of hell.
1: And, and I, you, I, I swear on, 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 my, on my life. I, I am not lying. This is not a delusion. Henry saw it too. He speaks
3: the truth, boy. You're both 100% sure. 110%.
1: Absolutely certain.
3: Well, then, I've never doubted the word of a clam flat boy. Let's see those photos.
6: All right. Let's get them developed, Hank.
0: All right. I'd say most likely Hank develops his own photos in his basement. Um, otherwise, you'd have to send them away and you wouldn't get them back for a week. So, what do you all do? He- head over to Hank's house, take a nap. We can yeah, head you into guys, the you guys hardware are very store.
1: tired. I've got some couches in the basement
4: if you want to hang out there.
6: I think that's a good idea. Do you have any port? Uh yep. Yeah. I'm going to need a drink to shave to calm these shaking nerves.
1: All right, don't tell the wife.
7: Would Hank have a uh, library of books just personally owned for folklore or mythology or anything in his house? Sure. Uh, Yeah, I think Jason is no stranger to going to bed at six or seven in the morning as a waiter, working nights. Uh, I think he might look up, try and go through mythology or other things to find bears or large deities, things associated with flames. Um, Maybe it was just something he read that stuck out to him.
0: So give me some idea of what you're going to look into. Um, would, Would
7: rolling occult be worthwhile to look into mythology or presence of animals or flames
0: well i i i i mean it'll come down to an occult role but i'd like you to tell me what sort of i mean occult's a huge you know field Mm -hmm. so i would like to know if you come up with something yourself
7: not necessarily
0: Uh, what it is but what sort of mythology are you going to look into
7: Right now, my head is going towards uh, Fenrir, maybe Norse mythology. Specifically, mm-hmm. Loki has appeared as a flame creature several times as a trickster. So okay. something like that, as my head is going Norse.
0: All right. Um, so Scandinavian mythology. Um, I mean, yeah, you find things that vaguely might be something like this. Loki, as you mentioned. Uh, Fenris the wolf. Um I mean all those things make sense of course you didn't actually see the thing. Mm-hmm. So right I'm just going off of Frank's uh it it seems testimony. to you that you can you can you can come up with something probably off the top of your head that uh people who lived in areas where there were bears and wolves often had bears and wolf deities. So and they described something that looked like well, a bear a wolf uh Something like that. Mm. Glowing with a blue flame. All right, so you do that, and uh, give me a constant... Well, you said that you stay up late, so maybe you don't just fall asleep in the process.
7: No, I would definitely roll a con roll just before I start blinking out. I think after taking a plank to the face, um, he is not feeling awesome. That is... That is a 59 under 60 con.
0: Okay. So <laughs> you can off. you can decide whether you go to sleep or not. Um you did just spend hours putting together paperwork. So you're I think I'm of, nodding yeah, off
7: very, yeah. very hard, and I choose to fall asleep. Okay. That's the important part.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh Hank, it takes you about an hour. Um, and you end up um, ruining a lot of the film because in order to process you have to process all of it and i'm not saying you've ruined the the picture i'm saying that you've uh, you had a lot of shots in there that hadn't been taken yet and you had to sacrifice them in order to uh, to uh, to develop the, the photos when you when you take the photo i mean when you look at the photo and develop it At first, there's nothing there. Um, There's a bright spot, like a blur, like a a blur. It's in that area. Um, You think, though, it looks odd. Uh, Some photographic material sometimes has a watermark, and it almost feels like the watermark on the back of the paper is bleeding through just a little bit. But you see... Something that kind of looks like a bright um triangle in the middle of the bright spot. Um, but it's gotta be an optical illusion or it's gotta be something, but you don't see a giant wolf bear.
1: Well, what do you see what? Well uh take a look at this. I, let's step out of the dark room. This is uh most peculiar. It's it's a, it's a triangle in a, a mass of bright light, but no no spirit or bear beast that we saw earlier.
6: But but I was there. I saw you got the picture. Perfect. Oh, yes. Well, what are the other boys going to say? They're uh, going to think we're
1: fibbing. At least we have something.
6: I would all, assume... all of my
1: other pictures do not have this Uh, bright light with a triangle. I I can even say uh, I've got a photo of my family in in the same role, so we can compare that.
6: Yeah, but what will Philip say? He'll say it's a trick of the
1: uh, light, an illusion. I doubt Philip could wrap his head around the the truth of the matter, really, because this is an illusion.
6: Yes, he can't handle the truth. Hey, Philip
2: is just half asleep throwing axes at a target on the wall just like
6: boom. oh you weren't meant to hear that boy
2: i would
3: assume that uh stepping out of the dark room that's the basement and that's where the couches are so that's where i'm sleeping yeah. so i'm gonna roll a listen roll to see if their conversation wakes me up okay. i failed i'm fast asleep
0: all right
6: oh <laughs> oh 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 dear Oh, oh got you,
3: you, you, got, you got the, the, the photos.: We've oh, developed was, the photos.: uh, let, me, let, me, let let me let me see. Uh,
1: I, I do warn you, I, I hate to disappoint you, but there is no bear, but there is this peculiar uh, photographic anomaly. But there, but
6: there was a bear. There was a bear, I swear.
3: I grab the photo, I examine it. It's like a good 10 seconds of me just looking at it with a face of scrutiny, and then I, I look up eyebrow raised, and hand it back. Well, may not be a bear, but, I mean, it's certainly something. And I can say one thing for sure. Whether this is an illusion or some sort of spirit, something sinister is going on, and we should investigate it.
6: Yes, and we know Absolutely. where to look for it.
3: Spoken like a true clam flat boy.
6: That's right. We can't be phased.
3: I'll be honest. I'm not completely sold on this being a real spirit, but there's, there's something
6: fishy afoot here. In due time, my
0: boy. Uh, what? Earl, do an intelligence roll. 92.
4: Well, how smart are you? <laughs> no. uh, I think
0: I've got 60. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not spending looking, that much luck. <laughs> looking at it, you almost think you, you your mind go tries to come up with explanations. And the most you could come up with is maybe maybe there was a traffic sign on the side of the road that the flashbulb reflected in and kind of put a blind spot. So maybe the triangle is part of a letter, or it it it, it doesn't suit you as an explanation, but that's like that's with your mind reaching for some sort of explanation, what it could be. Um, it doesn't look like a giant bear creature.
6: So what do you think, Earl?
0: And you wonder if Hank and the Henry have been drinking.
6: <laughs> you know,
3: I'll be honest here. I can't really think of a suitable explanation, but as I was saying before, Even if this was an inconvenient fracture of the light to a traffic sign, you you swear you saw something, and I believe you, and this was just after a catastrophic explosion. So whether it's a spirit or not, I'm I'm going to put my faith in you and continue to look up this tree.
1: What kind of spirit or animal is heralded by, by fire and destruction? Maybe we should look that up.
6: Well, I tell you, this was not a traffic sign. Mark my words. Well, let's put that pedal to the metal.
0: All right, so let's move ahead. You guys eventually get some rest, um, maybe some restless rest because you're trying to figure out what happened. Plus, you went through a, a moment of tra- trauma when the, the bomb went off or the, the explosion went off. Um, we'll say that you all sort of you know wake up and come around by 10 a.m., um, I forget that, Jason, you went off to your own place. No, no
7: I fell asleep in one of Hank's uh, downstairs okay. chairs uh, okay. with a Norse book just dripped over my chest.
0: Okay. So uh, you all kind of wake up and get some breakfast. What do you want to do? Well, for uh, one,
3: order a big cup of coffee.
6: I think coffee and biscuits are in order. Yes, as a matter of course. But then right after that, we've got to go to the last known location of that demon.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I also think even though we spent all last night at a Corbin library, we should go back because they probably have some more information about uh, what we saw. And
3: this certainly won't be the first time that we just go there back to back in a matter of hours.
0: That's true
6: why we've got keys to the place.
0: Um, and they're kind of in a line. So, you know, you, you have to walk back in that direction anyway to get to the library and to the cemetery from where you are. All right, so you guys have breakfast. Um, you're somewhat, you're still a little tired, a little groggy, but you're, you're, you're woke, awoke and you're kind of exhilarated and, and excited. So as you walk down the street, you are heading once again for the place where the bomb, where the explosion went off. I keep saying bomb; it's not a bomb. Um, where the explosion—it's the way I visualize it in my head when the thing exploded. Um, you get there, and of course they've they've managed to put the fire out. They they did that earlier. There's still some smoldering going on. There are a number of. Uh, uh, Firemen that are going through the rubble. The the fire chief is there. You you probably know him. Um, and there's maybe you know a couple of play uh, of of uh, policemen that are there, just to you know keep people across the street. There are people nailing boards on their windows and uh, gossiping back and forth amongst themselves, you know, with what happened early in the morning. You guys wanted to. I'd like to ask the fire chief what he thinks
1: caused the fire or explosion. He's an expert in the matter. I was just about
7: to say that.
0: So uh, you go up and you have to kind of, he's just inside. And of course, as you step inside, the walls are all charred black. Um, There were uh, display cases, uh, most of which were empty because they put the the jewelry away uh, at night. but they're all charred and damaged. And uh, he tells you that uh, he says, you know, uh, well, Hank, uh, it looks like it was probably a gas explosion. You know, a gas leak or something like that caused the explosion. Um, from the, vi- I mean, even from last night, what you said, uh, the violence of the explosion sounds like a gas explosion. Unfortunately, um, there is a casualty. And he sort of glances over, and you can see that there's a tarp that's been put down um, until the coroner gets here. Um, We had to uh, track down Mr. Haywright and uh, tell him that his wife was in the explosion. Um, He seemed extremely upset and uh, said that she had come down uh to uh open up uh, to to get things ready for opening in the morning uh that he she often did that and that um uh that he's beside himself he he came down surveyed the damage and then he went back home um but i think he's he's a little bit you know, out of his mind at this point um okay you suspect foul play or is
1: this something well it uh, does an unfortunate like it. accident
0: it looks like there there you know there must have been a gas leak and she uh caused it to go off. It's a shame um was she a smoker? Oh everybody's a smoker but yeah um he says uh anyways, he's sort of pointing things out in here to you uh you guys are all there' I'd like y'all to spot hidden. Uh two away
1: from a heart if needed. I oh, got a
0: heart. O oh, two. O oh, two. <clears throat> uh anybody get anybody beat O two? <laughs> okay. Once so look. So those of you who look around, uh, you can see uh you can see the tarp, and maybe there's a a hand that's flopped out from under the tarp. It's obviously charred human hand. But uh, Earl, you notice something else. In the back of the shop, something pretty much impervious to the flames is a large uh, standing safe, uh, maybe uh, six feet tall, you know, three feet wide, uh, which is obviously what they uh, kept their stuff in. Um, looks like it might be slightly open.
3: And we're in here with the uh, chief of the fire department, correct? Right.
0: And there, there's people worrying, uh, wandering about a little bit. There's uh, there's one of the uh, firemen over by the body who apparently just took a look and he's grossed out. Um, you're, uh, you guys are all known to everybody. So, you know. You guys can get away with a lot you, you guys are investigators as far as everybody's concerned
1: oh so we can check the body then
0: they're they're asking yeah. your opinion on things yeah
1: um yeah did you see anything out of the ordinary uh, earl well
3: that safe looks like it's uh relatively unscathed and it's a pretty big safe but uh if you look at this and i go up to it put my finger on the door and then slide it open because presumably it would Right. The door was ajar.
1: Now now hold on. If if anything's missing, then it might be
0: foul play. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. So inside the safe, there are um a number of small flat black uh, looks like they might be velvet or they're hard velvet boxes. Um And you can guess that inside them are going to be all their jewelry that's there. Um, If you use the tip of your finger and sort of lift the lid on one of them, you can see that there's jewelry in there. It doesn't look like anybody's tampered with them. But as you look around, or as you're sort of glancing around, up on the top shelf, kind of underneath one of these books, is a uh, file folder that seems to have some things in it. This folder
3: might be worth flipping through. I'm not personally one to sit around and appraise every piece of a dead
0: man's jewelry, but, uh, who knows? Oh, well, what does it read, Earl? When you open up the file folder, there are a number of pieces of, uh, information in it. Um, uh, a few things, documents, you know, about, uh, uh, banks and stuff like that, things that don't look particularly unusual, you can do an accounting role. Okay.
3: That is a two points away from a hard success.
0: Okay. That's good enough. Um, Their books look like they're pretty much in order, the papers that are there. There are three things that are very unusual. One is there is a letter from, it looks like a travel agency, Um, uh, and, uh, I should mention that the current owners are, uh, Valerie Haywright, uh, Avery's daughter and her husband, John, uh, John Burton. So John and Valerie own the place now. Um, Valerie the deceased. uh, Yes. Valerie is the deceased. um, There's a travel uh, piece of paper in there, and there's a couple of very odd things. There is an old looking piece of parchment, and it's covered in some sort of bizarre foreign language. And there is also a small piece of paper that looks like it's a much more modern piece of paper that is also covered in some strange foreign language. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa. This this looks mostly in order, but uh my uh, my clam senses are going off at these particular subjects here, fellas. Check them out.
0: Do a I'm... do a spot hidden for me too, Earl. Okay.
3: That is a hard pass. Okay.
0: On the top of the old piece of parchment, there is this little strange figure that is like a triangle and a uh Almost a U shape above it. Um,
3: very Does it odd. Look kind of like the triangle I saw in the photo.
0: Maybe, maybe part of it. Um, in any case, at the moment, nobody is looking in your direction.
3: Nobody, nobody, or nobody that's like outside of the Nobody that's outside the... you guys' circle. Uh, right. I- I'm going to quickly spirit those two bits out of the folder put that back but then uh, three bits yeah yeah and show okay. these unusual bits to the the boys in a bit of a bit of a huddle
6: right you reckon it was something important well, what is it
3: well i don't know but uh i've never seen a kind of writing like this and uh, the the accounting it, it all looked in order but this just i don't know uh, foreign travel unusual looking language i mean this might be nothing but it also might be everything and look there's this weird looking triangle and it it, you know it honestly vaguely looks
0: like that the the one in the photo you might want to do that part in private
7: (laughs) well well now hang on hang on a second i mean you're telling me a jewelry store exploded wife is inside dead their books look mostly in order and there's travel papers in the back this kind of sounds like maybe husband did it. Had an insurance policy. I don't know if we should get too too excited right now. I mean, I love a good mystery as much
2: as the rest of y'all, but mm, I don't know about that. Maybe, but on the other hand, I have a crazy theory.
0: Right? You know how you there's always some... do. <laughs> you
6: always do. Hey.
2: Are
0: you guys discussing all this in front of the police and the? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's the let's
3: let's scuttle out once we. I show them the papers and uh, the, li- the libraries the library. across
0: the street. Yeah. Well,
1: we should check out the body first.
0: Okay. Oh. Um, those of you who look at the body to a constitution role. Not My strong
6: suit. I don't oh, want to see teams.
3: Do I? Um, I
1: actually passed that.
3: Okay. With war experience. Do I get some kind of bonus?
0: Yeah, you? You, would. you would. You don't need to. You've seen horribly, okay. horribly mutilated bodies. Um, basically, it, it's obviously a woman, but there's no way, no way to really tell from the uh, the person itself. You can tell from the overall shape of the body. Um, Valerie has been pretty thoroughly burned. Um, she's also received numerous lacerations and other things from somebody who would be in an explosion. Um, but you can also do a spot hidden for me i'm wondering if there's like bear claws just poor girl regular success same here extreme extreme oh four um you don't see any kind of bear claws we'll say you kind of of hunker down on your haunches so that you can take a closer look um at first you're not sure but uh after sort of you know moving the charred pieces of cloth a little bit away and so forth you're pretty sure that she was wearing some sort of a necklace um but the necklace uh has been probably shattered by the heat
1: so there's like scarring on her neck yeah or the explosion okay
0: right and well no it doesn't look like her chest exploded it looks basically like she had on a a piece of jewelry and the heat itself probably okay. melted it. got it. burned onto
3: her skin. Right. It got yeah. burned onto her skin. Like a zipper after being struck by a
0: lightning bolt. Yeah, exactly.
1: But,
5: and, and there's no
1: sign of liquid metal that's cooled uh, around the area of where her body lies.
0: Uh, no. So,
1: so this necklace, it just must've
0: been vaporized. It was small. It wasn't very large. Um, Any patterns? In the skin. No. Um, for a moment, let's go back to some of the accounting because maybe uh Earl can't keep his eyes off of the, the numbers.
3: I'm probably definitely like while well, yeah. both investing in the body, I'm not getting as hands
0: on as them, and I'm like pulling the papers out of my pocket and like you know that man. you know, uh uh Earl that in business people have to cut corners and as you're sort of glancing through the paperwork, especially if you go if you go back into the earlier stuff, like uh when Avery was running the shop. Um he was purchasing materials at uh, I'll just give an example. He'd purchase the materials at a dollar and he'd sell it for $50. Oh
3: wow, to that so extreme of a ratio. He
0: was, yeah, he was. He was buying some of the cheapest jewelry. You now start to wonder if the rings that any of you are wearing are actually genuine, or um, I mean, it's it's what you would do if you're trying to get ahead. But he wasn't above that, so he has a level had a level of dishonesty when he was running the shop. Um, that sort of it doesn't completely disappear in the more modern stuff, but it's definitely lessened. You know, as if uh, uh, John and Valerie were trying to legitimize some of the cheap outs that their father had done.
3: I'll take note of that, but I'm not going to say anything until we're out of the scene.
0: Okay. All right. So you guys leave. You're going to go across the street, back to the library.
6: Sure. Hank, um, what did you see? I, I can't stand to see Valerie like that. She was a good woman.
1: She uh she had uh, a necklace on before uh, the explosion because it might have vaporized the necklace, leaving that that scarring on the neck from the burn.
6: Well girl.
2: I have a theory and, and this is a long shot, but have any of you other heard of piezoelectricity? Uh what now? It's a, it's a phenomenon in which uh, certain crystals, when they're compressed or put under stress, will emit an electric charge. So maybe, this is crazy, but maybe if she took out that necklace and did some thing to it, it created a spark that ignited the gas leak. Boy. Well,
1: she also could have lit up a cigarette.
2: Philip, yeah. no. <laughs> well, I mean,
3: if she did any, if the, if the, the burns were on her neck, that means that the necklace was definitely still attached to her. If, and when any, uh, uh, piezo electricity was involved.
6: Um, well, Philip, do you mean to say that one could squeeze electricity out of stones?
2: That's correct. It's what they have in those
6: barbecue lighters. Oh Well, What? Uh, barbecue i'm no scientist but it's <laughs> like a bit of rubbish if you ask me well i'm not a scientist either
7: i'm just a. and you all scoffed when i said the husband did it i see how it is
3: well i've so here, here's something to note so we're in the the library now all right um
4: so i uh, uh... Oh, go ahead
3: i was just gonna start talking about the uh what i what i saw Okay, Bo, um,
0: well, let me show you the three things so that you can see them. Uh, the first one is the smaller piece of more modern paper uh, that seems to have some foreign language on it. And it looks like this.
4: What was that, Russian? <laughs> looks yeah, like Russian. Still.
0: Looks like it to me. Okay. And then... Uh,
4: Let's see. Let me stop for a second. Um,
0: The second piece is the old piece of parchment paper. Um, Looks like
4: this. Now that looks like Greek. At least it's Greek to me, but I'm...
7: Wonderful. That's all we need right now, comedy. Hey, I cope with humor. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> as you, yeah, as you look at it, that thing on the top, yeah, that kind of looks like the shape in the blur. Looks,
6: looks like, like the Illuminati symbol upside down. Hank, where you saw the, uh, the necklace on Valerie, uh, did her necklace look anything like that at the top of
0: this page here? Not at all. What her? You you could only sort of piece together what it might have looked like, but it probably looked like, you know, there's, um I think, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with this. There's sometimes these little reliquaries that people used to wear in medieval times. They look like little balls uh, on the end of a chain and you could open them up and put stuff inside them and close them back up and wear that around. It looked kind of like a shattered sphere of some sort like that. The third thing that you found uh, was, is this. Dear Mr. Burton,
6: January 19th, 1924. Please find enclosed your travel itinerary. Be aware that your liner leaves port pending the last tide on February 3rd. You should arrive in Vladivostok, Russia by the end of February. As to your return trip, We are not able at this time to confirm the name of the liner which will be transporting you home, although we will certainly inform you once you arrive in Russia. Your return trip is scheduled for mid-April, per your request, which should have you home by the first week in May. We wish you a happy voyage, pleasant and safe, and hope you find Russia an exciting and wonderful place. Yours sincerely, Peter Dormantry, Travel Manager, Dormantry Travel Bureau.
4: what john burton's a communist
6: <laughs> Put track with the uh, first note that we saw there i i believe that to be russian uh, do you agree
3: well you know i'm not really a linguist but uh you know it certainly looks eastern european european
1: maybe we can start getting this translated from some of the professors at the miskatonic Sure. Oh, I'm sure the language
7: department's got somebody that can make sense of this. Would you all mind if I borrowed it? I can run that way and see if I can persuade someone into reading this to me. Knock yourself out. Go for
0: it. Henry's not going to run.
6: My running days are over, bucko.
0: Um, Miskatonic University is, I believe, just one, or, one block south. Very close. Of where you mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, so just walking over to the Department of Languages.
0: Okay, it is a Saturday. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean you won't find professors. You know, some of them actually live on campus. Um, what? Uh, while you're doing that, what does the rest of you want to do?
6: Um, well, looking boys, up, we convene at the cemetery.
1: Well, we're at the library. We might as well take advantage of that now. Now, awesome. maybe this this bear, this spirit, is uh, of. of Russian in origin, so I'm going to look up Russian myths.
6: Russian. Yeah,
1: I, I think looking
3: to maybe just the uh, some Eastern European uh, folklore in general might be uh,
4: well in order.
6: Seems like a good place to start.
0: Okay. Um, do a library roll. We'll have Hank do it. Large,
1: that is a 10 out of 40 Wow! Uh, i'm gonna spend should I spend two i'm spending
0: two to make oh it you don't need to spend two spend okay two. um so you start looking up russian mythology and um actually i should also make you do a luck roll because do you guys even have anything on russian mythology
1: uh group luck rolls the lowest
0: Yeah. Who's got Uh, the
7: lowest
3: luck? I have 51
7: right now. I have 45, but I'm not there. So am I weighing them down?
0: (laughs) I guess not. Yeah. Do, 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 Do 51. 62. So. Okay. You, you find a couple of references to Russian mythology, but nothing, nothing really, uh, nothing really solid. Uh, Basically, what you get from it is Rus- Russian mythology is just like any other mythology. There's all kinds of gods and deities and, and monsters. Um, you're pretty sure, though, the Miskatonic University, they, they have an extensive occult section on world religions.
1: Oh, maybe to the Orn Library then,
0: the Miskatonic.
1: Sure. Well, I'm assuming
0: it's open right now.
1: Well, maybe we'll e- we- maybe we'll
0: even catch up with Jason. It is. It is more or less open all the time because students are still there, and they're doing their studies and stuff over the weekends. So, um, if anybody
6: would have that stuff. It would be those guys.
0: I'll uh, I'll right. help Henry up. Well, let's just say that you all ended up going at the same time, since it's just a Fine. block over.
6: Oh, thank you, Hank. I'm not as spry as I once was. Jeez, what walks Anything on three early?
4: legs in the evening, huh?
0: All right, so, yeah. um, uh, so Jason, uh, you guys have all gone together, so you guys are there. Jason wants to go talk to a linguist professor. Does anybody want to go with him? Oh, well, if we're all here, I'll join him. Okay, so you look on the directory and you see on the second floor, you know, room 14B, uh, you go up there and you knock on the door and there is a professor inside. Um, he's like, uh, yes, yeah, come in, come in. Um, uh he's a Professor uh, Nick Kokolov. He says, so gentlemen, what can I do for you? You, uh... Mr. Go ahead.
3: You're familiar with these languages here. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, uh, I'm pretty, I think this is Russian and Greek, but uh, we're not really sure.
0: And it's uh, you, evidence to our case. You show him the, uh, the little piece of paper first. And he says, well, it's, it's obviously Russian. Um, he's like, um, oh, he wants me to translate this. You give me a piece of paper and a pencil. Let's see, Uh, I'll write this down. Oh, this is from, uh, I I recognize this. Uh, It is from a book called uh, Darkness of the North. Uh, I don't remember off hand who the, uh, Sergei uh, Romantov is the author. Um, Let me here, he writes it down. And uh, hands you the translation to take a look at. Here you go.
7: You want to read that, Jason? Sure. Uh, translation excerpt from Darkness of the North. The sons of Veles are the guardians of the soul, guides to the afterlife to possess their secret sanctum ensures a safe passage to god they are born from their father's love of all that is good in the world their sanctums are small and they never leave them unless their owner dies then they emerge to carry the soul to god or to avenge a wrongful death
0: yes it's um you can find a more complete uh, passage in uh, the actual book i wh- what do you have this for uh, where did you get it well it's, uh it's a. Uh, i don't want to spread too
3: much details about it just because uh it also is you know we're working with the police on it
0: well oh, uh, there was oh, part of an investigation well,
3: then. an active case yes mm. yes but uh it involved a recent incident in the merchant district i can say those details mm.
0: Now what is this other thing that you have here?
3: Yeah, this document and I produced the one with the triangle atop it. He uh, uh,
0: he looks at it, his eyes go wide. Oh, uh, this is this is also in Russian, the Cyrillic alphabet, is Slavonic. But it's a very old obscure so Slavonic. Um my goodness. He pulls out another piece of paper and he starts to write on it. And he's like, ah, this, this will take me some time. This is, I'm going to have to get down my lexicons. I mean, I speak fluent Russian, but this, this is Russian from a number of, uh, a hundred years ago, um, maybe 400 years ago. Uh, the language changes quite a bit. Um, if you leave this with me, I can uh, translate it, but it'll take me a couple of hours.
7: That's fine. It may well take us a couple of hours to locate that book if we happen to have it in the stacks here.
0: Yeah, you should be able to find it fairly easy. Um, all right, leave this with me here, and I will work on it.
3: You want any, you want any compensation for your work? Because I know uh, translating archaic alphabets isn't exactly an easy thing to do. This is,
0: where did you get this? This is, this should be in a
3: museum. Well, once again, I don't want to say too many details, but it was found on the crime
7: scene. We'll put it this way. It may well end up in a museum after we're finished with it,
0: with your name on the placard too. Yeah, it's, um, it's very rare. Oh, I'll, I'll be very careful with it. Thank you, Kokolov. So you head on back downstairs. What are the rest of you going to do?
1: Uh, we Here. were looking in the library.
0: Okay.
1: For books on Russian mythology.
0: Okay. Um, there is a fairly decent section that has stuff on Russian mythology. Um, uh, and we'll assume that uh, the others join you in the library. Uh so what exactly do you want to look up in Russian? Like I say, it's it's almost as extensive as Greek mythology. Sure. Jason is
7: 100%. This is why he goes to libraries, so he doesn't have to look up the books. Um, I would like to find a librarian with the title and author and um, try and ask them if they can help us locate the book Okay. for uh, Darkness of the North.
0: Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's not too difficult. Maybe it's even Armitage himself who is... Uh, assisting you find the book. But the rest of you, you were looking in mythology. Uh, I want
2: to I want to look into Veles, Veles.
5: Veles,
0: okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um you start looking through books, you finally come across information about Veles. Takes you a while, but uh you find this.
5: Hmm.
0: Information about Vales
2: Volos. Veles and Perun are two deities found in the re- religion of the Slavs prior to the coming of Christianity. The pre-Christian Slavs were polytheists and worshipped a pantheon of deities, just like the ancient Greeks and Romans. Compared to the Greeks and Romans, however, the deities of the religion of the pre-Christian Slavs are generally less well-known. Some Slavic deities, apart from Veles and Perun, include a, include Dabog. Uh, regarded as the progenitor of the Slavs, Stribog, a god whose grandchildren are said to be all the winds, and Marana, the goddess of winter. Amongst these gods, only Velus and Perun were commonly respected and worshipped by all Slavic tribes. Velus, also spelled Volos, was a forest god who appeared most often as a bear, although he is thought to be capable of shape-shifting into other types of animals as well. One possible explanation for the representation of Veles as a bear is that this animal was regarded as the king of the animals. However, in the belief system of the southern Slavs, Veles was regarded as the lord of all wolves and was seen as a wolf god. He has also appeared as a great serpent, a disguise used to hide from his enemy, Perun. Perun, for all intents and purposes, is the god of thunder and lightning. He is also thought... Uh, he is also a god of light who resides at the crown of the world tree. According to the myth, Velus abducted Perun's wife and children and took them down into the roots of the world tree, the underworld. Enraged, Perun chased him, hurling lightning bolts. Velus transformed into a serpent and went in and out of the earth to, in order to hide. It is said anytime a lightning bolt hits the earth, it's a place where Velus chose to hide. Harun is often said to represent order while Velis represents chaos. Velus has been associated with other deities such as Loki and Romanov's Darkness of the North. And Nyarlatha Tep, the crawling chaos, in von on uns on in Kurten. Because of your
4: background in
0: arkham uh you can do a an occult role to see if nyarlathotep the name comes up at all
2: Ooh, hard
0: pass in your mind
2: i can make an
5: hard extreme to if i needed
0: no to. um you do definitely think that that name is associated with keziah mason mm. the witch i'm gonna lean over to earl and say hey
2: this might be associated with the Kaziah Mason myth. You see Nyarlathotep here. That's related to her, isn't it? Uh, not Nyarlathotep?
3: Kaziah Mason? Really? Uh, what, 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 what is the connection? Please show me this passage.
2: Then I'll show it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, do,
3: do I, and do I, should I make that a cult role as well?
0: Um, I mean, no. I mean, you guys have, it's probably a name that's come up. I mean, it's very obscure. This, oh, boy, girl. This, this isn't the first
3: time I've seen that name.
2: Yeah, I, I think I've seen it in association with some other stuff, but...
0: There's also hmm. a number of pieces of, of pho- um, photographs in some of these books, especially the one on mythology. Uh, one that shows uh, Veles, um, a number of different versions of Velus, but this is what they look like.
4: Oh, there's a the symbol, symbol again. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Hmm. And it assumes uh, a guy is somewhere between
2: a, a wolf and a bear. And, and also a serpent.
1: So ah. this Velas is opposed to Peron, who is supp- supposedly the god of, uh, of light. So In the order. curious thing was when I when when Henry and I were at the graveyard, just when sunrise
4: happened, the bear disappeared.
5: Yeah, but well, here's
6: he disappeared when the sun came up.
4: Interesting.
3: I, I think you know we should go back to where you saw it once the sun sets. But another thought that's coming into my mind: um, one of those notes said something about a a father's love and the. The, 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 the guardian going back to once uh, it came, once uh, its host had deceased. You know, uh, the, the question that comes to mind here is if this is some serious, you know, because I am Mason occult shit, that uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe there was some kind of foul play involved, caused that gas leak explosion. And what you saw was this
1: guardian. It's utterly supernatural.
6: Uh, Mr. Lawson, all roads lead back to Keziah Mason, don't they?
3: They truly do. They truly do. And this 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 n- n- Nair Well,
1: I suppose let's see if Keziah Mason and Lafotep are a match for the Clam Flat Boys.
0: Truly, um, truly. Who was it who was talking to the librarian? Okay, Alex. I mean uh, Jason. Um, without much difficulty, uh, Armitage uh, finds the book and hands it to you. Uh, they've both got the Russian version and the English version, the translation. Um, uh, and this is what it is. Sorry for the length of some of these handouts. All right.
7: The son of Veles, the guides of death, the guardians of the soul, the bringers of revenge. The sons of Veles are known by all these names, and yet the people of ancient Russia do not fear them. Many of the old stories tell of the wicked deeds of men that would go unpunished, how the Slavs killed the Cossack and the Magyar slaughtered the Chechen, Chechens, or how women and children were trampled down by horses or burnt in their homes. But the people believed that once these wicked men were dead, would at last pay for their sins lus, the god of the underworld, as punishment for their crimes, would not allow them to sleep eternal. Velus hated the chaos men wrought on each other, and wished rather that they danced or sang, made merry, or made love. Above all, he loved animals and those he treat- and those that treated flocks and herds with the respect they deserved. For it was not the herds that fed man, for was it not the herds that fed man? as a reward to those men and women who cherished his creatures and he gave them gifts sacred jewel containers in which resided a son of vellus these small reliquaries, although precious in life, were more so in death. As on the wearer's death, the son that resided within awoke and guided the departed to the loving arms of vellus. Unfortunately, today these stones are long gone, vanished like those that worshiped vellus. The sons of Velus are described as large and immensely strong. To their changes, to their charges, they appear as friendly beasts, but to others they are ravenous monsters. Invisible during the day, they always return at night to complete their one and only task. They never fail in all the stories that speaks of them, except for one: the tale of the wicked thief. That tale speaks of an evil man on his deathbed who, by some vicious deed, had acquired a jewel of Velus. A virtuous woodsman learnt of this crime against Velus and prayed to the god for guidance. Velus, being a loving and caring god, heard these prayers and came to the woodsman, who in turn explained what had happened. Upon hearing this, Velus was full of sorrow, for although he did not wish for the evil man to enter the underworld, he knew his son would not be stopped from fulfilling his task, for this was the purpose he created it for. The woodsman asked if nothing could defeat the son of Velus, and the god cried out in sadness. Yes, he did know of a way of defeating his son, but he loved him almost as much as he loved mankind and was so loath to reveal it. Yet Velus, the god, had little choice. An evil soul could not enter the underworld without balance and peace being lost in the world. And so, with tears in his eyes, the god told the woodsman the secrets of his son's destruction. That night, the evil man died. Wait, the, that night, as the evil man died, the woodsman lay in wait. And as the son of Velus appeared, the woodsman challenged it with a large mirror he confronted the sun by showing it its true reflection as the beast stood gazing the woodsman raised his bow and lit the head of one of his arrows taking aim not to miss the woodsman let fly striking the sun in the heart how terribly did the sun of Veles cry out but it fell its task could not be completed As it fled back to the arms of his father, it vowed that from that day forth, its brothers would hunt to the ends of the earth, those that harmed the true bearers of their jewels. So never again would a son fail at its task.
4: Sounds familiar. Whoa, this
3: is, wow. Okay, we've got, some sort of guardian being that it, you know, it just disappears in daylight that, that you, Hank, you saw jewelry
1: on the corpse
3: or at yes, least the imprints yes. of some.
1: It, it looked like this necklace would have a container on it.
3: Oh, perhaps God. this is the jewel. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, let's hear this. Some, some hooligan goes in there. Uh, because these these guys, you know, according to those those accounts I read, this business has always done a bit of a some serious up marketing. Not as much as they did in the old days, but you know, I mean, so much that you know, old man Haywright was buying something for one dollars and sell it for fifty. So let's just say theoretically, maybe maybe they wronged somebody at some point and they built a grudge. All these years later, maybe they they do this, blow the place up, and uh, that triggers this amulet and assuming what you guys saw i mean it uh well i think we should watch the news for any further incidents if we've got this thing out there it's going to pursue whatever caused this
7: incident and as Ooh. as i'm getting caught up on everyone else's notes between velas and perun i'm getting a bit confused because they described him as velas is a god of chaos and bears and serpents yet all of this feels very shepherdy and ordered but in opposing perun they say wherever he visits it's like a lightning strike if anything could start a fire that sort of fits the bill does it not well i think a, a well, lightning strike
5: on well, the
3: jewelry store i would assume we would have seen it but then again i didn't
0: see any spectral bears there were no clouds in the sky
7: precisely but these if this is a godly spat
0: then maybe we shouldn't
7: ruled much out but that's just well, an idea well this is a godly spat we should probably back away but <laughs> why do you well, think i'm having that nice professor read the archaic script i'm not going to do that,
0: uh, that john, you know that's a good point john do an intelligence roll gone i'm sorry chase intelligence roll okay
7: that is a 22 under 50.
0: okay it does, you, you are somewhat aware because of previous research and stuff that you guys have done, that translations are not always very accurate. There's, the, the, the translator will hit a word and they don't know whether to translate it as bear or wolf or, you know, vermin or cockroach or, or anything like that. And so some of, you have to take all of that with a grain of salt. You know, somebody else might translate, you know, they they might be confusing chaos and order. Uh, Because, yeah, like you say, in one document, he's described as chaos in another as order. uh, Or he's sometimes it sounds like he's good. Sometimes it sounds like he's bad. Sure.
7: But it definitely sounds like this Pheles is at least he's more druidic and beastie. That's. Perun, none of you made mention of him having a an animal-like form so at least narrowed it down to one and these sound like the guardians that are written about if it was a stone i don't know if they would have done anything to treat it or work with stones at the jewelry store if maybe they were tinkering with something
6: that backfired well i think one of our first orders on the dock of the is Uh, In this book here, it says that uh, one of the missions of these bears is to hunt down the person who wronged a bearer of one of these stones. How do we find out who that was? I think she's still sitting in the jewelry store.
3: Well, she might be in the morgue by now. Hmm. And
2: uh, the other aspect is the bear comes out at night, right? Yes, indeed. We got to be at that cemetery when the sun sets. Yeah, it'll come back assumedly tonight
7: yeah we'll we'll stake it out so are we supposed to wait outside a cemetery holding a bunch of hand mirrors and just hope something screams well well I... well
3: I don't think we should immediately get out the mirrors i think we need to do some observations first because we don't really know the grand context of what exactly is going on uh, and also we should definitely try and get some sleep before then because i don't know about you but that coffee not entirely doing it for me I yeah agree, and then there's a good
2: man and then there's the trip what was the deal with that you know he's going to uh russia to yeah yeah and you see that's uh, that's john burton and
3: yeah, as far as i know uh he's he wasn't in that explosion so honestly a husband right once we once we uh once we uh recollect ourselves at some point i, I think that... it might be it might be worth paying him a visit
7: oh that's right no you did say burton but i thought i thought john Haywright. Like that was Valerie, oh. right? That was her body, right? So is that just a fake name? No, no, no. That was the uh, Aver- brother.
0: Avery Ever. was the father, and he died last year. And that's it scary. is very
7: late. I got hit by a plank in the head. I'm
0: tired. Oh, indeed. So, you know, honestly, do we know the cause, cause of wanna... death
7: for uh, Avery?
0: Expl. Oh, um,
5: I mean, <laughs> not offhand.
0: Explosion. Okay. Old age. Um, everybody, do an an idea report.
3: 93. I don't know what it is with me in intelligence.
5: 42 trolls, out of 55.
0: Success.
7: 59. I just, I can't quite grasp it.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just going to, it's not a, it's not really a hint, but I just want to remind you that you live in a small town um, and you've got other shops all around you. And some of you might have offhandedly known the hay rights. But none of you knew them very well. Um, but they're going to have neighbors. They're going to have other people in the town that know them. If you want to find out anything about the Hayrides,
1: I'll, I'll get on that. I'm good at interfacing with uh, customers and people. I will tag along.
3: Uh, I, I'll do the same. You know, I, I'm really not the best. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, talking people and getting them to uh, sign on to contracts. But if it comes to oh, reading people, old. I'm a bit gullible.
5: Hmm.
0: okay so what next
1: so i'm going to head over to the jewelry store and go to the store right next door that's always been open because they probably talked
0: right and they're probably busy this morning because their building was probably damaged a little bit Mm -hmm. by the by the fire are they still patching up um yeah this time of the morning they're not they're not patching up but they're uh you know if they're sweeping we'll say i'll
1: pick up a broom and help out yeah, okay. makes mix, mix it uh and we can have some conversation Maybe
0: okay so can. you're going to do that what else
7: is there still a crowd around the outside of the blown out building or has that
0: been pretty much dispersed it's it's now to the point where people walk by and make comments and um there's probably a diner on the street that People might be chit chatting about it. I think, yeah, Jason's gonna, yeah,
7: Jason's gonna be in his element uh, in the diner, just sort of weaving between tables, trying to fast talk and catch
2: all the gossip that he can.
0: Okay,
2: I'm gonna go uh, interview that uh, the husband or uh, brother or whatever.
0: The husband, husband, yeah, husband, yeah. So just just to clarify, Avery was the 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 guy who the old guy. The his daughter inherited the business and she's married to john bolton so she's actually um valerie bolton now so uh, and you know, and it's haywright's uh jewelry store so
3: oh i have that backwards okay and john bolton's the guy that went to russia recently and
0: got back in like the last two weeks yeah got back at the beginning of may
1: probably got his uh wife a nice piece of jewelry yeah
3: Magesto, i would uh i would say be careful in that conversation i would say that if there was anybody that had a halo suspicion over them it'd be old john bolton
2: don't worry no one can outfox the majesto
0: who is going to hang around the uh university to get the translation in probably 45 minutes or so jason shakes henry are you awake
6: you awake old man uh, what I was, not asleep. But yeah, I, I, yeah. If you, you guys, you boys are all tied up with something else, uh, I'll, I'll uh, talk to the the man of the translation, and uh, where where should I meet you? Uh, we'll meet back
1: up at the my hardware store.
6: Get some lunch. I'll yeah. meet you in about forty five minutes or an hour, and get the translation and bring it back home. Sure,
7: I can pick up some food from the diner as well. I feel very disturbed, but I'm craving bacon so uh,
1: give me All a the... corned beef hash
0: So Henry, you're staying at the university um uh Earl, where are you going?
3: I'm with Hank at uh visiting
0: the merchant district neighbor okay Hank You guys are going merchant district while well, you're in the merchant district
4: uh
0: Hank. Um, Max you said you were going to go see if you could visit Mr. Bolton yeah that's correct and Lex I mean uh, Jason what were you going to do
7: uh, Jason is gossiping around the diner and okay, uh, you're gonna go getting diner. a lunch taking orders for the rest of the clam flat boys
0: Okay. so let's, um, let's do it in this order um, let's do Lex first uh, Lex you head over to the diner and it's it's getting busy this time of day. It's still fairly early in the. I mean, it's it's in the morning, um, but it's it, the lunch crowd should be coming in. You know, within a half an hour or so. Um, do uh, do an intelligence roll.
7: That is a ninety nine.
0: Okay um so you come in there's people chit-chatting um but um i mean they're just saying isn't it awful isn't it awful that uh that that happened to them um you you don't know you, you begin to make a distinction they're talking about the place exploding and you know what are they going to do financially and how are they going to survive? And it's always they. You don't think everybody knows yet that Valerie is dead. So
7: Jason is, he wipes a little bit of drool pooling in his mouth and he is about to spread some hot gossip uh, and just, well, didn't you hear that? Uh, that Valerie was in there. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. And just hopping from table to table, moving about the okay.
0: room. So that starts The people are shocked and, I mean some of these people vaguely know you. I mean you're not once again it's a small town.
7: I am um, known as remarkably forgettable.
0: Um do a luck roll. Okay.
7: That is a sixteen under okay. forty-five.
0: Okay. Six, so yeah, as six. you are as you are gossiping, um, you notice at one of the inner tables farther into the the little diner. There is an old man and a young man. Uh, They're sitting across from one another. The old man is dressed in a very prim and proper business suit. The younger man is also in a business suit, but he's a little bit more. He looks like he's probably 19 or 20. You recognize them. You're pretty sure those are uh, Haywright employees. And from the way they're dressed, you're pretty sure they came to work this morning and suddenly realized the whole place had burnt down.
7: <laughs> I am. I'm going to slap a five dollar bill on the counter, um, sort of nod to the waitress, and come up with a full tray of coffee and whatnot, and walk up to their table with multiple cups of black coffee, cream and sugar. And um,
0: uh, the yeah. the older man looks up at you and he says, uh, "Oh, Mr. Campbell, isn't it?"
7: Yeah, yeah, Jason. Surprised you remember. Good eye. <laughs>
0: I have, a, I have a, a memory for names and places. Uh, so you've, you've seen, you've heard.
7: Yes, it, it was unfortunate. I was right there. That's how I got this scar. I was right nearby.
0: Oh, my goodness. Scared yeah.
7: the dickens out of me.
0: Yes. We didn't know anything until we got here this morning for, for work and found the place had been destroyed. Um, I don't know what they're going to do at this point in time. Uh, apparently it was a gas explosion.
7: That's what it seems to be. Yeah. It's, um, it blew the entire front of the building out. Only the yeah. safe was still in there Poor yeah. Valerie. That's it for ah, Valerie.
0: Yes. I believe the police have confiscated all of the, uh, the merchandise, which is a good thing. Uh they're holding it until they can turn it over to the proper uh, uh, people involved um they'll have to find some new place i've worked for them for 40 years and uh it's a shame now we're going to both have to find jobs he's he's not i I kind of giggled that but he's he's very serious man Mm -hmm. um uh His name, by the way, as you recall, is Lawrence, Lawrence Cabot. Um, The young man looks like he's uh, maybe he's 18. Um, He says, yeah, I'm going to have to find someplace else to work. That's Carl West. Um, He says it's not not always easy to find a a place in a a small town. Besides, I've been learning the business and, uh, you know, it's it's not an easy business
7: sure do you think anyone around the university surely they they keep bringing in so many artifacts that maybe just skills working with gemstones you may be able to find some work around there i mean i can put in a good word for you at magenta if you're not above uh, you know waiting tables Pays hey, he's good good tips anyway with that Man. memory mr lawrence you'll do well
0: Well, I don't know, perhaps I should just retire. It's been a long, it's been a long, hard. I don't need to say anything more. (laughs) And uh, you see, uh, Carl sort of roll his eyes. Uh, You get that sort of vibe from Carl, like, yeah, old people. And uh, um, I do that
7: knowing nod back. Yeah. Well, Well, we'll,
0: we'll get by do you know
7: well so yeah they were talking about or you both said that john may have to find a new building it's have you heard anything from him is he holding up all right
0: a lot of people have sent you know uh, sympathy cards and flowers um it's um i don't know i mean i'm not i I've, i've worked for them as i say for 40 years but when I say that I was uh, close with them, I, I'm, I'm professional with them, you know, it's, it's a job. Um, I don't think about the job when I go home. Uh, from little things that he says, you're still not sure that he knows that Valerie is dead. It might not come out until the newspaper this afternoon or evening. Okay, so that's, I
7: was trying to hint very subtly whenever I just lingered on poor, poor Valerie. Um, So as someone that's more persuasive, can I like easily let slip that, um, well, how is John going to handle the papers since Valerie's gone now?
0: Oh my, Um, I mean, I didn't know that she, she was in the, that's, that's terrible. Oh yes, hardly
7: anything remains of her, poor, poor girl.
0: Um, I, I have no idea. Um, Carl looks like he wants to say something and, um, he gets the stink eye from, uh, from Lawrence, um, you know, a senior, senior over a a junior and the junior shuts his mouth. Um, but, uh,
7: Lawrence, do you need any cream in this coffee? Oh no. And spills coffee into Lawrence's
0: lap. Oh, dear. Okay. He says, oh, I'll just go clean up. And he, uh, he steps into the washroom.
7: I whip my head back around towards Carl. All right. I'm here. Come on.
0: So I didn't know that Valerie was dead. But, you know, the two of them, they were at loggerheads all the time. They fought. Hmm. And uh, I think, I mean, I don't want to sound like male chauvinist, but I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was really technically her business. And for years he had worked for old man Avery and old man Avery treated him like a piece of shit.
7: And And John always wanted to call the shots, huh?
0: And I think that once old Avery died, john hoped that he would take control but his wife valerie was a kind of a bitch
5: Mm.
0: you know she was demanding she wanted she wanted the high life she wanted to be she wanted a hobnob among the rich and wealthy and of course she wasn't of that class um and so she made him slave as much as possible to, to put her in fancy jewelry and fancy clothes. I think that he'll be, I mean, I didn't know that she was dead, but if she's dead, I think he's going to become a happier person. He's always nice to me. You know, he, he trained me and show me how to do things. And um, she was always critical of everything sure it's
7: yeah i i know a few folks like that well both kinds really The well so we were of course i don't know if i mentioned but yeah, i was there that's how i got this scar oh we were goodness. so close to the explosion it was terrifying
0: what were and you doing out the, that early in the morning
7: oh just coming off from another all-nighter you know how it is hmm. and just we happened to walk by and uh, at the just right or wrong time um but so we we were there fi- fire brigade came by very very prompt uh they said that they said that john was torn up he was torn up something fierce oh wait i'm not southern they said that john was very upset and had to be escorted away
0: well i mean i don't know what they would be doing there that early in the morning but uh
7: do they not usually get get there before the store opens oh this was very early this was six
0: Seven? sure yeah it was that's kind of early i mean they don't open until nine hmm. um uh was he there too i
7: i think i would have seen if he was there too um just uh, all i know is that 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 poor woman was i mean she was extra crispy uh <laughs> whenever we came in and uh, John, I never saw the no, man, but fire I, department said he had to get taken away.
0: I've I've worked there for a couple of years, you know, uh, since I was sixteen, learning the ropes. John was a nice guy. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that that he could get, you know. I mean, I think he was probably in bed asleep when the when the cops came or the, the, the fireman came and told him what happened. She mm. must have gone down there to fuss over something.
7: Oh, probably. I mean, did she smoke? Just if it was a gas leak, you know, if she's fussing over something, lights a cigarette, kablooey.
0: I don't know. I never saw her smoke, Mm. at least not not in the store. I mean, she would want it. She'd say that it would make the place smell.
7: Okay, I was going to say it's suspicious if someone doesn't smoke. Everyone knows it's good for you. Well, maybe I don't know.
0: I don't know. I never saw him. They were pretty careful about their private life, except that I know they fought all the time. Mm-hmm. I think he was emasculated. Oh, here he comes. Yeah, that's okay. And Lawrence comes back and rejoins him. And he's like, "He's like, well, well, young Mr. West, I think that we need to go and see what we can find as far as jobs go. It was nice seeing you, uh, Mr. Campbell. It,
7: nice seeing you too Lawrence I'm so sorry about the coffee and please mm-hmm. let me know if you want a good word at magenta that's it, it's nice okay. it's french cuisine so but I, i'll teach you the words it's it's all good
0: and then he's will uh, thank you and, and they get up and they leave all right so neighbors of the uh of the businesses yes. um you without going through it all again You kind of get the same info. Um, They were fairly decent business folk, but he and her couldn't sometimes control themselves, and they'd have a fight. And it was usually, it's categorized as she was domineering. She would tell him to do things, and he would try to accommodate her, but she never seemed to be satisfied, you know, he couldn't do anything right. And he used to, about the only time that they probably had peace was when he would go off on a business trip. He would, uh, you know, occasionally go uh, on shopping. Uh, He would go out looking for sources of jewelry and materials, mostly to New York but occasionally he would go other places. And they mentioned that he was gone for, for quite a bit. Um, they think he went to Russia. Yeah, that checks out. Um, Philip, you go, you find uh, the Bolton house. It's a nice house. It's a big house, uh, two stories. It's white. Um, it has a very well manicured, uh, lawn and flower beds. Um, the kind of thing that you would think, uh, they, they might have done some gardening, but running a business, they probably had a gardener who took care of their place. And it looks like the place is is well manicured. Um, and it's a big place. And as far as you know, they didn't have children. So they probably had somebody taking care of their place as well, uh, the housekeeper. As you pull up and park your car, you can see there's a bunch of stuff on the front porch. Um, Looks like ribbons and things. Uh, But there is not a car in the driveway.
2: So wait, by ribbons, do you mean like like a wreath or
0: something? Well, from the streets, you can't really tell. But yeah, at glance, you'd think they might be, you know, gift baskets or.
2: Oh, I see.
4: Yeah. Things
0: Condolences. like that. Yeah. All right.
4: Well, I'm just going to go up to the
2: door
0: and knock.
4: Them. Okay.
0: Uh, you go up to the door and you knock. There is no answer. You knock a couple times. There's no yeah. answer. Um, the, I... things, the things that are on the porch are uh, most of them are, we're so sorry. We heard about your place burning. Um, hope that you, you know, if you, if there's anything that you need, but most of them seem to sound like Valerie. They don't know that Valerie has died. Otherwise it'd be a little bit more somber. Does the house look uh, occupied? Oh yeah. I mean, it's somebody obviously lives here. You know, I the, mean like, right now right now oh um no i mean it's it's the the windows are dark but you can see through i mean there's there's curtains but you can see past the curtains
2: can i just take a peek in the window see sure anything
0: do a, do a spot hidden uh no
2: that's 81
0: okay you and you're looking through, you can see that you know it's they're kind of gauzy curtains, so you can't see really clearly, but there's definitely a few more of these packages inside that have been set inside um but you can't get a clear view really. You can see that there's a coffee table and maybe a clock on the wall over there, and stairs going up upstairs.
2: My clam instincts are telling me to do a b and e, but I don't know if that's necessarily the greatest idea.
0: So there are, imagine, here's the house. It's quite nice. There's a house on the right and a house on the left. Uh, They're quite different than one another. They're quite different than the the Haywright's house uh, or the Bolton house um, because most houses look different back then. They have a backyard and then there's a fence and then there's another street beyond so there's more backyards and more buildings back there um but there's no there's no fence you know there's a fence in the back but there's not fences in between the properties which is fairly common in uh new england all right you don't, you don't see a lot of fences between the properties
2: so it's kind of like a, like a s- not not like as big as a McMansion, but kind of like the same idea.
0: Yeah, it's well. Here, let's see. Um, I think I, I think I made a picture. Uh, yeah, here like this. So it's a, it's a good size.
4: Oh, okay. But well, then there's
0: there's immediately another house on each side.
4: Jeez,
2: I have to.
0: Let me check if the door's unlocked. Is it locked? Um, The door is locked in front. There are other windows and other doors. Not in the front. Maybe I'll check if one of the windows
2: is open, like a side window or something.
0: Okay. Uh, Go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. All right. Uh, 37 out of, I think, 50. Okay. You get a good look inside. You don't have to open the window, but you can see it. When you're on the side, you can see a better look of that room. Um, you can see it's a living room. There's like a little uh, parlor attached to it where you, know, you greet guests and stuff. You can see there's a little hallway probably leading back towards the kitchen. You can see the stairs going up. Um, and you can see uh, the inside where the front door is. Uh, You can see there's a number of packages uh, that are sitting there. But there's also a couple of suitcases.
5: Hmm.
4: Okay.
2: The clam curiosity is really up now, so I'm going to check if the window's open.
5: Okay.
0: Um, Do a spot hidden for me. Uh, No, it's a fail. Okay. Okay. Um, you you start to jimmy the, uh, uh, the window a little bit, see if you can open it. And all of a sudden behind you, from a little ways away, you hear what sounds like an old lady's voice. And you realize that the neighbor is looking out of her kitchen window right at you. And she's like, Um, hello. Uh, uh,
2: could I, um, all right. You say he has a gardener. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that the gardener is a male. So I'm going to turn around and say, Oh, Hey ma'am. I'm, uh, I'm just, you know, the gardener around here. I was checking to see if, you know,
0: I left something inside the house. Her, her eyebrows up, and she says, you're not the gardener. Fuck! Uh, it's a new. Can, can I do a
2: fast talk? It's a. Uh, you know, I'm his assistant. I'm. I'm just working things out here. He said
0: he left something. I've uh, never seen Argus with an assistant. Are you sure? Yeah, you know, I'll. I'll come back later when
2: someone's around. You know, I know the. Yeah, he's going through a lot. And gonna...
0: She. Uh, she has that look in her eyes, like I'm going to call it cops.
2: Okay, I'm going to shuffle off sort of
0: hesitantly. All right. So you go back to the car. Let's see. Okay. Henry, at last you make your way up to the room where the professor is. It's taking you 45 minutes just to go up the stairs. Um, uh, You knock on his door. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Come in. Um, This is this is fascinating, uh, uh, most extraordinary. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's so extraordinary. I seem to have changed my accent to a completely different one. Um, I have become German. Uh, yeah, I've become German when I was Russian before. Um, he says, he says, please, please sit down. This is this is a very valuable document. We need to put this into a museum when you when you've solved the case. Um, it is apparently uh, about 400 years old, and wow. and it uh, it is a part of a journal that was written by a number of Russian uh, soldiers, uh, Slavic soldiers. Here, let me give you the translation, and he hands you the translation. Uh, 15th century, easily. Uh, this is the translation that he gives you all
6: right translation of old slavonic text 15th century and as night fell we could hear it coming son of those the avenger of the dead its arrival proved only that one of us was the killer of the cossack girl this was the proof if the god beast came then we could not deny that one of us had gone back and had killed her revenge for the deaths of our own children it came like lightning to the house, sundering apart the braced door. Its eyes, like glowing pools of chaos, it searched for the killer. Pasha, why did he do it? And yet, for all his begging, it did no good as the monster ripped him in half. Nor did we stop him, no, for none desired to be taken as well. But then it turned on Dmitry and Vladim. Why, oh why? It seemed that all those who witnessed it became souls it desired. No witnesses were allowed. And then it was my turn. Unable to stop the beast, I too was broken. I awoke at dawn a week later, only to discover that the Cossacks had found my shattered body and saved my life. Yet although I healed in time, it took me seasons to walk, forever cursed, never to forget the son of Veles.
5: Ever.
6: Well, that's some heavy stuff, sir. Uh, do you have any idea? Well, I don't want to get too much into an investigation, but well, it,
0: why would somebody have something like this? It sounds like it's part of one of the legends of that, uh that he had... that someone had murdered... Uh, someone who contained, uh, who had one of the uh, trinkets, the uh, the things that contained the son of Veles. And the, the creature came to attack them, but it seems to also have attacked anyone that could see it. So,
6: by this logic, if uh, someone who had one of these relics or reliquaries but not rightfully so, and had uh, harmed the original owner or stolen it, that one of these mythical beasts would hunt that man down?
0: It would come within a day, as long as darkness was upon the earth, that it would come and destroy the, the murderer and all that saw it.
6: I see. This is perplexing. This is definitely a case for the clan flat boys.
0: Well, so, I should like very much to know what happens to this, um, this document. It's uh, quite remarkable. Um, it's a piece of our history that I'd like to save.
6: I'm in agreement with you, with you there, boy. In fact, uh, I have some experience working in museums. so as long as it is pertinent to the investigation, uh, Handle it with light hands and make sure that when it's done and no longer of use, uh, hand it to the proper authority so it can be preserved in perpetuity.
4: Excellent.
0: Right. So, Henry, what are you going to do now that you have this?
6: Well, I'm going to graciously thank this man for uh, translating this. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate all your hard work, sir. Of course. But I must return to the boys. This is information that. They'll need as soon as possible.
0: Right. So, you hobble (laughs) all the way to Hank's. uh, Oh God! uh, Hank's hardware store. Uh, Hank and uh, an Earl. Was it Earl and you that were looking at the neighbors?
4: Yeah, Yeah, we were helping. We're we're
0: not far you've you've come back to your hardware store as henry arrives philip and jason what are you guys doing are you meeting back
7: yes uh philip is going back to hank's hardware store tosses him a wrapped brown package um it's like there we go hank corned beef hash uh the rest i'm philip oh well philip i'm very glad you get a blt Everybody you're, just, you're,
0: you're that close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to tell that to the police when they arrest Philip for uh, breaking and entering. Uh. Philip, you get nothing.
0: All right, so you guys are all back together. What do you want to do?
1: <gasps> oh. I suppose we'll share oh. the information and we found out.
6: Oh, I've got something. Oh. It's a primary source. Oh, really? Excellent. Yes, it's a primary source of journal. but
1: oh, uh, let, let me let me see yeah. that, uh, and I'll I'll read it. And
3: I'm oh. I'm physically paling. Uh, I'll pull over a chair for Henry because he seems a bit winded. Uh,
6: yeah, it took me about four hours to walk over here.
1: Henry, do you realize the gravity of the situation? We I saw it. That
6: kind of gravity.
1: No, we we saw it. We saw the bear. We're fucked.
4: I don't, so,
1: I don't think it's looking for us, boy. No, no, but whenever it's done, it's going to get us next.
2: Well, you know what? We know how to defeat it, don't we? Just get... I got some fun house mirrors. It's part of my act.
1: Good, good. There might be hope for us yet. Salvation. Actually,
6: you're kind of making sense here now, Hank. Reading this translation again, it's this journal, and there's these soldiers from maybe or 500 years ago. I, well, one of those bears went after one of their own and they thought they were going to be spared because it was only looking for that one guy. Boy, let me tell you, they weren't spared.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
5: it but was they were towards sp- the graveyard,
1: it, sniffing out its quarry. Uh,
6: but we're not associated with this guy.
1: No, but we saw it. So it probably come after us next. We we have to find its target first, so we can get an advantage. Well,
7: these well, we and know. us lines are doing a lot of heavy lifting there, Hank. Uh, but bottom line, if we can get some mirrors, uh, we sort of have chum in the water, as it were. Not not to be too callous. So maybe we wait for it to come to us, Hi. and then I who knows how to shoot flaming arrows, but. Uh, I've Got a
1: sawed off double barrel behind the counter. Hey, see, I uh, got the old.
2: Sorry, go ahead,
7: Lord.
3: I'm uh, I'm pretty keen on the more uh defensive option as well because if we just go charging off to try and uh prevent the, the wrongdoer's death, I don't see that as a win whatsoever. And we're just exposing ourselves, Maurice. If we play defensive, listen, Hank, uh, and Henry, uh, especially you, Hank, from giving your testimony, I think I think you guys are in some serious trouble here, assuming this is true. Um, so, um I don't know. We don't need to stick out our necks any more than we're already going to have to. And I think it'll be better if we hunker down, get some mirrors, get a <laughs> Majesto's Flaming Arrows act ready.
2: I got uh, the I flaming axes.
7: Oh, dear. Well, I mean, whatever pierces the heart, right? And I'll tell you what, just to, to, to I know that you're all very, very tense right now. We'll have a New England clam bake for dinner tonight. We'll get you like all like this will be. Hopefully that's be another, all right. our last meal. Oh, well, what a meal that would be, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, Come so on, I, look I, on I the bright go. side.
1: I could go for the New England steamers.
7: You're not shocked yet. You still got time.
1: Listen, this isn't getting... So far, this isn't
3: any worse than the Pukawadji, so I think in the end we'll all be fine.
4: It's true. That's true. That thing almost led me off a cliff. Oh, boy. Well... All right, so it's time to
2: assemble mirrors.
6: Where are we gonna get so many mirrors?
2: Well, I I think I would have some for the, or I would at least know someone who like runs a fun house or something.
1: I I think that we, it's too cramped in here in this hardware store. Uh, The cemetery is in line of sight of Haywright's house. It's not in line of sight.
0: Oh, it's not. It's uh, But if you drew a line from it here... It is in
1: the same direction. It would
2: be going, yeah.
3: I don't know. Well, what if we want to be in close quarters, given that that's less space we have to cover with mirrors?
2: Well, I think as long as we sort of like Aegis hold it in front of him.
3: You know? Well, I mean, that's true, yeah. We've each got a shield or mirror that we could put up.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking sort of like Perseus.
3: We're
4: so all would we up be in here, huh?
2: just
1: in this hardware store? Uh, I still am <clears> curious <throat> about what will happen to right? or at least the husband. I, I don't want to know. Do you think but that it's the truth?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's an option, but I, I, I definitely think that uh, we need to prioritize getting your uh, defenses set up. But when that's gone, I think maybe some of us uh, non-cursed folk could look into it, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I feel like especially
1: those that have been marked should uh prioritize their own safety that is a good point then have how about one of you check out the cemetery and uh Haywright's house
7: sure right. phil you you had some trouble with the neighbors, right I'm great with old just phil. just
1: because they can be um a warning a scout if you hear uh some violence happening at this household you can run back and let us know so we can be ready
3: also you know i'll just true. Go. i'll grab my car henry can't you know. run well we'll park <laughs> on the street like you know a couple blocks down you know get up some binoculars
7: so we'll get a clear view and we'll just you know stakeout style okay henry do you think you can stake out with binoculars in a car then not fall asleep well henry can't go he's seen it he's cursed
2: yeah he's cursed
7: well, I'll tell you what, they have those flaps and the dry, the the driver's mirrors that the, you can check your reflection. So that's a last resort. Cars got all kinds of mirrors. That's the safest place for you hmm. to be.
2: That's kind of a good point.
7: It is not a good point. I <laughs> I listen, know, you know, I'm in a stage whisper. <laughs> I'm
3: I'm I'm fairly decent with uh, with driving cars, but I'm not exactly a stuntman in angling the mirror to the right moment at the, r- at the right second if you get what I mean.
2: Well, How fast do you think the beast was, like on a scale from one to ten? Oh, I mean, it was uh, walking
1: out pretty calmly, but I'd hate to see it uh, in in purest combat form.
6: But if these boys didn't see it the first time, what makes you think that
1: they're going to see it this time? Because you can still hear someone being mauled to death.
6: Well, hopefully not, but I get your point.
4: Yeah.
7: <laughs> Anyways, Hank, uh, you said you said that this thing. I feel was like I'm sniffing. losing it. Hank, yeah, you, I was trying to find. Could help. you hear it? Could you hear it and not see it? Or hypothetically, if one couldn't see it, do you think they could still hear
6: something sniffing? Well, I I, I couldn't tell you. I I saw it plain as day, but you guys didn't. You had no idea we were pointing at. Which that's equally as unsafe, because. It could be right next to you and you wouldn't know.
7: Exactly. That's what, I mean, I'm not too keen to see this death bear myself, but perhaps if we could locate it just by sound instead of sight, that would let us know approximately where it might be Start in the graveyard, go to the house, or have a watch
6: around Hank and and Henry. I I Um, think one of us should at least accompany you because we're going to be able to see it if you can't. We could give you a heads up.
3: Well, you know, I honestly think that if there's a death bear rolling around, that one way or another, we'll, we'll find out it's there. Uh, but, you know, if you're willing to really put your life on the line, you know, I'm not going to put my feet in the ground and stop
6: yet. Well, I couldn't live with myself if you got mauled by something you couldn't even because
3: see. You being present for this scene will almost guarantee that once it's done, it's going to home in on you, meaning we're going to need to run
2: away. Well, or we're going to need to try and kill it. I, the, the sight point is something I didn't consider, because I'm pretty good at throwing. Yeah, we're
3: not, we're not, there is the risk that maybe we've got these mirrors, but we don't know where to aim them. Right. Yeah. That goes back I, to my theory of we need to be in a closed space where we've got enough mirrors to cover everything.
2: It might be a good idea. This poor guy, though, I mean, you know, so what if he stole the necklace? He doesn't deserve to get ripped apart for it.
1: It's gonna
7: I mean uh, what comes around what goes around it seems to be going around.
0: Um, oh everybody everybody who you have talked to about them characterize her as a bitch and him as maybe a wimp, but not not really a bad person. Um <laughs>
7: Well, and the dad was at like really profiteering with the jewelry shop. So maybe he was, he he was, was really a, given a He was yeah. giving the shaft to Bolton. So we're not, not like,
1: like horrible people. And if we can prevent them from, I mean, no one deserves to be uh,
0: mauled, mauled by a ghost bear.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Do you guys want to take a five minute break? I would love sure, to. Sure. sure. All right, so you guys are together and you guys are discussing what you are going to do um, to what your best. Your well, yeah, to your best estimate, sundown is at six p.m., and uh, it's probably about three.
3: Okay, we got three hours. Not getting any sleep at this rate. Um. Well, we definitely want to. I know for me personally, I want to go around the Merchant District and find like a handheld pocket mirror of some kind.
1: Do I have the convex mirror in my hardware store? Probably. Well, we can just unscrew that, carry that around.
2: And would I have any best mirrors shot. for like magic? Well, I'm sure you would. Yeah, so I'll get one of those.
4: So who's our best shot, boys? Well,
3: I'm one hell of a sharpshooter. He can't uh, see. Not exactly with a bow and arrow, if that's what we're going for. I'm more of a thrower.
4: I mean if Majesto here can see it, then I'm sure he could hit it.
1: But he can't see it. Well, you see. So that's either you or I, Henry.
3: Here's here's something that we, we don't necessarily know yet is that we're not aware of what the factor is, is why you could see it and why we couldn't. So who's to say that theoretically, whatever this factor is, like what if some of us could see it on the next attack?
4: The not true. Now,
3: now that's going out on a limb here, but it, it's true. We don't know the variable for why you There, there is no science
1: behind this. This is all esoteric. So
3: obviously, we 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 need to think about like how to make sure we know we've got a plan. If only you can see it, but in case that is not the case, we should still make contingencies.
4: Yeah,
2: maybe if you had like some powder or something, or like a paint that you could paint on it.
1: I've got a but, lot of paint in the hardware store.
2: Yeah, I mean, like that's assuming this thing is corporeal at all. Well, Hank, but it, you said
7: it. It didn't just walk through the bars to the cemetery. If it had to jump over the wall, I, uh, I think Philip here's onto something. If we had just uh, talcum powder, or you know, just throwing paint, uh, do, are balloons a thing? If we make like paint water balloons to try and throw right. at it, I just
1: passed my Aunt roll, so you have seen it. Then you've mm-hmm. all seen the picture
4: I took.
5: Yeah, well
1: that yeah, was just I a saw symbol. the picture. Maybe that is its true form. Maybe that would also work to make it um, uh, concentrate on it just like a mirror, because this this photo would be its true form as well, or it'd be a form.
3: That that is true. You see, it, it was talking about mirrors in there, but it didn't necessarily say that the mirror was the, the key variable, just that that it was its true form. Yes. so if the picture assuming the triangle is in true form i mean there could be some plausibility to that after all we saw similar triangle on the scary well then that means you would all, Russian be, Russian all,
1: all all the clam flat boys are in danger then all right well, well you well, know listen even if it was only back.
3: one of us i say like you know we we live and die for each other at this point so absolutely this doesn't change the stakes at all for me
7: i'm so glad you think
2: that speak for yourself champ Wow, okay, yeah. (laughs)
7: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) I have your back, Earl. Of course, I'm kidding too. I was just pulling your
3: bivalve. lucky I only have a 10 in psychology. (laughs) And I have a
5: 15 fast talk. All
1: right, listen. I say we arm up with whatever we can use. Uh, I've got my sawed-off double barrel. So so we're going full doomsday prepper here. Are are we all on that turn? I'd rather over-prepare and not have to use it then have to use it and not have it prepared
3: all right then i'll I'll go get my war rifle we're
6: the clan flap boys we win as a team we lose as a team that's
3: right and i'll treat you all the new england steamers after this Yeah, Yeah. assuming we survive i'm gonna seriously hold you up to that i'll still pay the tip though
1: yeah this is this is gonna be a lot of action just like uh how we solved the ghost of the great molasses flood uh, At this rate, this is
3: going to be as ago. bad as the clam flat incident. Number one.
1: Oh yes. Oh, don't bring don't, that up. Don't talk about that.
6: We don't talk about that. This is the case that's going to put us on the map, boys.
1: I'm not sure I want it to. More people look into this, more people get exposed. Yeah. Unless we slay the beast tonight.
3: I I guess I will go back. All right, to my get your apartment.
1: rifle. Get your rifle. Go. I'll we'll accompany you. We'll I'll
3: post
7: get stuff. my 30, And stuff it in a duffel bag. So the wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm getting, I'm getting it. It seems to go from person to person. That right. those right. that saw it right. So it went for it went for the wife first. It's going to John next.
1: Wait, well. Did John actually see it? Maybe it just it would just go to us next. Yeah, actually, no, it was it was sniffing around. It was. Yeah, it was sniffing and heading towards towards the the graveyard and the graveyard, assuming that it sniffs in a straight line. As the crow flies. Yeah, it's going to go to uh, John's house then. So, yeah, we should go there, potentially saving an innocent person from being mauled. And collecting a reward. I like how you think. So maybe he's pay, uh, paying for the steamers.
7: Yeah, that's it. Okay, so next next order of business then. How do we get into the house? Philip, you said that it was locked <sighs> up tight?
2: Uh, I don't necessarily know that. I got scared off by the uh, old lady. I probably could have gotten in there.
7: Well, if okay. she gets to be a problem, I, I can I can distract her. Like uh, I, I'm good at chatting up old people. They come into the diner all the time.
5: I'm
1: putting the double barrel into a large paint can. I will definitely
7: distract her away from that.
3: Yeah. You know, if you want uh, to, you wait. could just fit it in my duffel bag. I mean,
1: um, this is easier access. Should we need it?
3: Yeah, must be <laughs> one hell of a big paint can, bud. Oh, it's a solid.
2: I don't think we necessarily have to break into the house until we see Ursa Major, you know, crawling Honestly, up the street. Honestly, I, I think I think B
3: and E is a bad idea here because we yeah, really don't I have do any, any concrete evidence against actually him being anything more than a victim. On all honesty, and sure. you know, with 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 snooping old ladies around, I mean, don't get me wrong, we've got a reputation, but we've got we've got doomsday prep rifles and duffel bags and paint cans. I think we're already pushing the line. Look, we'll just. But what if we'll the bear does the B?
7: What if the death there does follow. the B and we follow, we follow in follow. as concerned Samaritans?
3: Well, okay. At Samaritans. that point, at that point, yes. But I mean, I'm. So we'll just I'm wait outside. The house. We, don't, we don't. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We get in a, yeah. a car. You know, we we watch from like a block down. Keep our eyes out. But you we know, we be subtle. But you know, yeah. If we get the opportunity to be concerned citizens, then we leap that up. But we that's plan. We, we can't be proactive.
1: all, right. all in agreements. Agreement, Clam flat
0: boys. Okay, so you said a lot. It sounded like you're going to park on the street and watch the house?
3: It's like yeah. a block away, um, assuming we can fit all five of us in a car.
5: Well, well it's, it's, it's
0: a lot of the streets, it's a long street. So a block away could be half a mile away. That's a good point. Let's say that
3: then- uh, Two houses down. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then we'll have all our equipment. I've got the convex mirror. I've got the photograph, I've got the shotgun. Uh you can probably fit some of those uh magician's mirrors in the trunk if you need them. That's where my duffel bag is.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you travel over there. Um it obviously doesn't take you very long, so you've got a while to wait. Um sleeping. Probably night. close.
1: Maybe we can even warn John.
6: Don't send cool. in Philip. What exactly would we tell him? Ooh, spectral bear. That's true. That's true. You know,
2: I forgot to tell you guys, but it looked like he was packing up. I hope he isn't. Well, you
3: Is his car still or, up? The, or maybe he hasn't bounced.
2: Maybe he hasn't
3: unpacked from Russia.
6: Well, he, he, he was in possession in his safe of these documents that we got translated. And so I wouldn't be surprised in the least, if he at least knew of the myths and potentially even understands them to be. Uh, well,
3: I mean, that's assuming that, that, uh, Valerie shared the combination with him because based yeah. on those records and the like, I would be willing to, seem assume like the type that, to
1: share that
3: every was the one, you know, that was originally his safe. And that naturally, I mean, given what we know about their, uh, toxic relationship, Uh, It seems that Valerie would be the one that would, you know, naturally inherit it. And probably, you know, if she was sharing any of the contents with him, I don't think she'd be cluing him in on the most minute details. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he had no idea.
2: Well, and then there's the other matter of the police said he was shocked. I mean, maybe he actually did like his wife, but the police said he was shocked when he saw the, the body, so maybe he, uh, or maybe, maybe it was confirmation, know. yeah. Maybe
7: he heard folklore about some kind of murder bear, and then his wife turns up dead. I mean, it doesn't seem like he may have had much love lost on her, but learning a ghost story is true can do a lot to a person.
4: Maybe yeah, trying to get I mean, out hey, just look at Hank, yes, yes.
7: <laughs> is he
1: still in his house, uh, this, John? Is no, car there's no carpet? there
0: okay. So as you're approaching, there is no car in his driveway. Mm. However, at the end of his driveway, there mm. is a man. Uh he looks like he is in overalls. And uh he is talking to the old woman that was uh, that that saw Philip. They're out in the front. Um, and he does kind of look like a gardener. Okay, upon
3: seeing this, uh, and I assume we are getting closer and closer to the sun setting, right?
0: Yeah, you still Uh, got probably close to two hours.
3: All right, you know, uh, I hate to say this, but, uh, you know, Philip, you mentioned earlier that old, uh, old Bolton wasn't home, right?
4: I
2: didn't think he was.
3: He's still not back. And, well, I mean, let's just say what happens if theoretically two hours from now, what if he doesn't come back and then we're just completely off the mark here?
2: Yeah, maybe someone should go ask the gardener, not me. No,
3: so, uh, you know, Hank, you want to come with me and we see uh what's going on inconspicuously? Anything bring, for you, don't,
6: Earl? Don't bring the paint can. We're leaving oh, that. No, guitar. no,
1: nothing needs to be painted yet. Painted. That's right.
6: Okay. I need to grab more of my goodness. Okay.
0: So who's who's going to go talk to the
3: it okay. is, I believe, Earl. Hank and, and Earl. Hank.
0: Okay. All right, Hank and Earl, you guys have parked the car just, you know, a door or two down. Um, you get out and uh, you start to walk across the street. By the time you've you've half crossed the street, you've kind of got their attention. Um he looks over at you approaching. She she glances over and she's she looks like, you know, typical next door neighbor, busybody old, old woman, as you guys are coming up. And uh, but she's kind of got a pleasant serene sort of smile on her face. And uh as as you come up, they're like, "Hello. Howdy? Uh, I'm Hank, owner of Hank's hardware store. This is my friend Earl. Just. Yeah, um, a walk. Earl Lawson, first Na- first Arkham Bank. You, uh, are you here because of the the Boltons? See, he was supposed to be meet me for an appointment about his bank account
3: earlier today, but he just didn't show up. And you know, it's honestly been one hell of a day so far with what that explosion in the Merchant District.
0: Um, she says, "Well, I I'm sorry to say, but um, that was his shop, and um, his wife was unfortunately killed." Oh my god, really? If you're um, if you're looking for him, he's not here right now. I think he was quite upset this morning and uh he seems to have gone out for a drive. Um but you he know should where he usually drives? Through the countryside. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh it's it's a terrible shame and and the the fellow um uh he shakes your hand, he says uh my name is um uh, Argus Waitley, I'm their gardener.
1: Oh, pleasure to meet you, Argus.
0: Uh, he says, yeah, he says it's a terrible shame. And she introduces herself as uh, Mrs. Mrs. McTighe, uh Julia McTie. He says, yeah, it's a terrible shame. People have been coming by all, all day, leaving stuff on the porch and you know,
3: Well, I wish I could be meeting you under better circumstances. True that.
1: Well, I mean, if you ever want to stop by the hardware store, we got a deal on spading shovels. Good for digging up clams uh, this time of year.
0: Uh Waitley says, yeah, I've, I've been to your hardware store a few times. I've gotten stuff. You probably don't recognize me. We all kind of look the same.
1: Well, next time, introduce yourself. We'll have some great deals. Um, anyway.
3: Well, if uh Bolton comes comes by, uh Argyle, if you wouldn't mind please giving me the, giving him this card and reminding him that we've got an appointment coming up. And I, I'll hand a business card. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure he's gonna to want to do many appointments, but I'll put it on the porch. Thank you, thank you. Anything, anything. All right. And he takes the card and walks over towards the porch. And she's like, uh, yeah, it's a terrible shame. Um though uh though it's probably at least in in some ways a bit of a relief for him and then she kind of looks like oh i shouldn't speak ill
4: of the dead you know
1: well uh, was there real love between them
0: or is it just for convenience she she kind of looks dreamy she says well i've lived here you know for 40 years, so um, there's very little, you know, in the form of secrets that you can keep from your next-door neighbor.
5: Right. right.
0: I think that maybe in the beginning they loved each other. He certainly Mm. seemed to love her, and I think that she was oh, kind of an old-fashioned sort of soul, like myself. She wanted a husband who was going to take care of her and buy her things, and provide her with the kind of lifestyle she wanted but you know the the haywrights were you know merchants um she really wanted to be in high society she wanted to dress in dresses and go to parties and they were occasionally invited to parties um but she didn't really fit in you know you know how the uh, how the elite can be they don't really accept outsiders and I I mean, I think from his perspective, he didn't care about that at all. I think he loved her, but he he really, he was interested in running the business, but he wasn't given much of a chance to do it his way. Oh, boy, they used to fight sometimes. My goodness. I remember one time they had a just a screaming match at each other, and uh, he came out into the well, Argus will tell you. He came out into the front yard and grabbed the rose bushes and pulled them right out of the ground.
1: Does and, he He uh, seem like the type to uh, be violent towards his wife?
0: Oh, no, I don't think so. Never. I'm not sure Did that he touch would touch a hair on her. No, I, I don't oh. think that he would have that kind of gumption to, uh, you know, sure. to ever raise a hand against her. Did she raise a hand against him? Well, I don't know. I think I saw a couple black eyes on him once in a while. I wasn't. So sure, if he'd had a bar fire, he'd be his wife and hauled off and whacked oh him. Oh my! Is he the type of t-
6: type
3: of girl to pick up a frying pan and go at it?
0: I don't know. Maybe oh,
1: not. Not to talk you a little
3: like
0: bad. I say. Yeah. They tried. They tried, and of course, old man Hayward was a. He was a shrewd <laughs> bastard, but you know, I don't know. He um, John was a. Uh, I don't know. I may, maybe he had his secrets. Um, I know some. I I found something once. Maybe I shouldn't.
1: No, no, please. That. We let us
0: know. Well, I mean, I let me go get it, and she goes back into the house. In, in the meantime, Argus comes back over, and he says, "Well." He says, I I don't know. He says, I'm probably going to have to find myself another job. Um, no, why don't I hire you? You seem you like a, a hardworking
1: individual.
0: Well, oh, yeah. I'm a gardener, sir. I mean, I don't work in a hardware sure. store. I, yeah, I like to garden. garden. You got a house? Uh, I can garden for you. Yes. Excellent.
1: You can uh, garden for all my friends. And uh, yeah. we'll pay you. I the doubt loan. that
0: you will be anywhere half as demanding as she was. She. Oh, my goodness. What a woman.
1: Oh yeah, you she'd you have me put that... in
0: a she'd have me put in a flower bed in one spot and then say, "No, I don't like it there, move it." You know. Well, how'd like, you like John then? Oh, John was okay. Um kind of a I don't know. Kind of a wimp. Well, he uh... tried to stand up to her once in a while, but you know, it's her money. It's her money. It's her, you know, I think that now that she's dead he'll probably inherit everything but then why shouldn't he
3: well it's as they say money talks
0: anyways um i just came by because um uh mrs uh there called me she said there was some strange man wandering around here said that he was uh his uh said that he was my assistant but some kind of criminal I have, huh I don't have an assistant oh
3: we got a neighborhood watch around here i mean what kind of we don't want any creeps walking up and saying
0: what's the neighborhood watch yeah um no um anyway she called me just to make sure and i thought i'd come over and take a look i'll give him my card all right he takes your card well thank you very so, yeah, much mister. and oh. um, and he Tell me, he, Hank. he walks away and gets into his truck Uh, Just as Mrs. McTie comes back out, and she's got in her hand a folded up piece of paper. And she says, now, I mean, I don't want ever to speak, you know, ill, even of the living, but um, a a while ago, um, it was a kind of a misty morning. And I was out getting my newspaper and checking the mail. And uh, I noticed Mr. Bolton's car was sitting where it always does right there. um, And that there was a piece of paper on the ground. I thought maybe he had dropped it it and fallen out of his pocket or something. Um, But it looks like a letter that he had intended to mail and must have lost it anyways it was all crumpled up so um this is the letter i don't know but something you said makes me think you know i mean he was a nice man but don't we all have our flaws right right and she says here's the letter and she hands it to you
1: i'll read it you're you're a good judge of character joanne am i never to be free of the legacy of my father-in-law His name hangs above my door as an ever-present omen of failures. If only I could break her hold on the money, I would leave at once and come to you in New York. But there seems little chance of that. She is much worse than her father ever was. My Joanne, I love you so much, and it is with a sad heart that I had to give her the beautiful Russian necklace I discovered. She found it in my luggage on my return. Christ is not even a man's own portage. Sacred. I have to rid myself of her once and for all and gain that dem- damned inheritance for myself. Then I can give you the life you deserve, John.
3: Okay, I'm right, gonna so... try and be subtle about this, but upon reading this, I'm gonna like try and like dart my eyes towards Hank and like twitch an eyebrow up, but then just like quickly revert to like, "Whoa, uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, here, you you take this back."
0: She says, "Do you think it? I mean, I. It sounds like maybe he was having an affair, but I mean, I oh, wouldn't blame I mean, him.
3: He's, he's he's talking about loving some, uh, some, some Joanna. That don't sound like uh, that don't sound like Valerie to me. So, I well, mean, he, went to, he, he went
0: to he went to New York a lot on business, and she oh, mentions dear. New York. I don't know.
3: Well, uh, I think we should probably keep this uh, under wraps as best we can. You know, we don't want to be any uh, any lip flapping Uh But that is certainly interesting." Thank you so much, uh, Mrs. McTie. Indeed, indeed. And once again, I'm so sorry if we've seemed a bit nosy here. Okay. Keep your eye out for any strange fellows claiming to be gardeners. We don't want any folk like that in our town.
4: Absolutely.
0: All right. So right about 5 p.m., Little after five PM, um, you notice a car turn down at the end of the road, and before, it. Go ahead. Before that happens,
3: could or would we be able to discuss with the others about? Yeah, you
0: please the discuss. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. So we'll say wow. it's it's going on it's it's going on five o'clock.
1: Okay, so so the sun's not setting yet
0: correct right. you got about an hour
1: okay,
3: so back in the car, all right fellas we uh, we got some very interesting information there from old lady McTee uh, by the way, Philip never poses a gardener anywhere in this neighborhood again
4: what
5: what did you I know,
3: do you know they, they 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 were just talking about seeing someone strange and the like, and uh, you know I, I just think it'd be wise that you just don't go strutting around here anyways um old lady McTay showed us a note she found. And so I I think I saw it in Bolton's accounting records that he made a visit to New York or, or or something, some kind of receipt, maybe it was. And the note he sent was something towards uh, a lover or or we presume, I mean, uh, some, some Joanna, we haven't come across that name yet. So, and according to McTay, he took, frequent business trips to New York. Anyways, why this is relevant is because in the note he mentioned that he got a Russian necklace and it was in his luggage and then Valerie rooted through his luggage and took it. So given what we've come to so far, it seems like the necklace in question was acquired by Bolton and then
1: stolen by Valerie. Well, the last part of that letter does reveal potential criminal intent. Maybe he caused this gas leak intentionally because he said he's going to do something about it and take her inheritance.
3: Yes, uh, that is another concerning factor, especially considering he just... um, Apparently he's out on a drive and he's not back, but I don't know, fellas, uh, gas isn't the most affordable thing right now. I don't think that this is... uh... You think it got it's him too? It's too convenient. Well, no, no, it couldn't have gotten him. It can't be
1: in the sunlight. Right. Well, well, I mean, in some of the sources, it says it turns invisible in the
2: sunlight.
3: Well, I mean, I guess that's possible as well, but that leaves two things. Either he was a, he's a crook and he's run away or he's dead and maybe a crook. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My, my point is, is I don't know if, I don't know if our best bet is to just be sitting here in this driveway waiting for the sun. I, I think
1: we because, should uh, make the preparations that we uh, agreed upon. Get the cemetery. mirrors ready, yeah. Just go to cemetery. There will be less people
7: around there, uh oh, and geez. I think we should
1: fashion some wooden weapons. We can
7: set a blaze. Well, now hang on a second. If he's going to be driving to New York, does that mean we can't catch up to him? No, well, but the death bear is slow. So does does the death bear just disappear during the day? Is it in the cemetery now and going to come back later? I, Wait, I'm not going we... well, chances,
2: gentlemen. Remember, his luggage is in. I, I just had a, this thought out of nowhere. His luggage is in the house.
4: He's probably still. dead.
2: So he's dead or he's in the hiding. house.
1: Yeah, if he went off to New York to see his lover, he would have taken his luggage and just lived a new life with her. Like yeah, damn, right? damn the inherit, uh, damn the fire and the building. Just forget all about that. So since he hasn't taken that luggage, he
2: might be dead. Okay, so then, what? although his is, uh... car is not in the driveway, do well.
7: you want to go see a dead body?
2: No, I want to get ready for
1: tonight because I'm not taking <laughs> no, any chance
3: no, at... no. This neighborhood is too hot, especially with all these rumors of uh, gardeners on the loose.
2: Yeah, I still think he might return back. His because look, his car is not in the driveway. His
3: luggage
4: is in the house.
3: Yeah, I mean it's possible, right? but. I guess we need to weigh. What what are the advantages to us going to the cemetery or another isolated location versus us staying here?
1: Well, I mean, we're in Arkham country. I'm sure we can drive a little up the river.
3: Honestly, if we wanna if we wanna take this somewhere and, you know, really hunker down for a fight, I think we should go go a few miles out of town into the yeah. into a plane or something because then, you know, if they, if we end up firing guns or you know f- flowing flaming swords there's not really much risk of a witnesses or b other property damage yeah, and if geez. we all die
1: they'll never find our bodies
3: well i mean you know if we at least fire a gun i'm sure some fire will be like
2: oh where? but you know that's my final disappearing act tank <laughs> you're not gonna disappear we're brothers we're uh,
1: the, I, <laughs> the clam I, flat I, boys
3: i think staying at this house is a bad idea and i think
1: we should uh book it out to uh to the west yeah i agree let's head uh let's head west of the miskatonic following the river uh till we get to arkham country and then hold out there for the night take some camping supplies should we need it
3: i'm sure your general store has got plenty of tents
1: oh yes yes uh surely wouldn't mind sure there is
4: oh let's start driving
5: let's go (laughs)
3: There is one thing that wasn't clear in the papers, and that is the risk that we don't know how this thing's time frame operates. It is possible that it might... that maybe if it was frozen in time, it will immediately peer at the cemetery or back to that house. That is the opposing side of this argument.
2: Well, it's going to come after Hank, no matter what, and, and Henry, assumedly. There, there is the risk, though, that like, well... Because there's a high chance that, uh, what's his name, is Toast in that house. Or he might, Toast he, he, somewhere he else. might be Toast. Right. Well, we can so, check that later. So I'm thinking that tonight it's right. going to come for Hank and Henry. That's the Tell final loose end. So,
0: Yeah. I'm going to say it's closer to 530 when you see a car driving down the street and it slows down and it pulls into the driveway. Okay um, you see a man uh, he's in a biz- he's in a suit, but he is uh, it's rumpled, you know that's not unusual because everybody wears suits all the time if you're a man in, in this world. Um, he gets out. he looks kind of downcast, sullen, if you will. Uh, he walks up onto the the porch of his house. And uh, you see him. Some people have added more things during the day. You see him just kind of shove those over to the side with his foot, and oh, unlock his door and go inside. You see the lights come on. Okay, never mind
3: any
2: of what I was just saying. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, we can't just leave him to die. No, I'm not. not what are we
3: gonna What are we gonna say to him? We can't just walk up there and say. Oh, we there's a spectral bear about to come and kill you. Like, what? I mean,
1: look, if he's, we're four, uh, we're five people. Uh, I, I say four because Henry doesn't look like much of a fighter, but four on one. I, I, I count. <laughs> All right. Five on one. We four can and, just, and a half on one. We can just knock him out and just wait knock him out I mean knock him
3: out listen I'm not going to even try okay listen in, in the trenches you know I've done my fair share of sneaking
1: I, but, I realize and, I'm not thinking too straight but, I'm getting one, I'm
3: say, one, one one assuming
7: you're all assuming he's a skeptic he had the two people like we found it in their That's vault good, the pieces he, of potential paper. Murder. the lore funny. about this shite like he, wait why did I go Irish that he, with he, the lore about this death bear thing like if anything I think he's uh, he may be, like, suspect numero uno. I think
1: he's certainly that, that, at the top that, of the menu. Why don't we just confront him, say, we know you
2: murdered her.
1: Well, and we got to watch evidence, out. And here's Are we going to bring
3: Philip with us? What if there's still uh, <laughs> old lady wow. McTee watching out for that gardener?
2: It was an ongoing investigation. I'm sure he can disguise himself as something else. Yeah, sure. I could put on my top uh, my top magician exactly. tails. Sure, just... that's
7: less suspicious, I think. Maybe they'll think it's, it's not, a Chippendales kind of thing. No one will worry.
1: will be a oh, well
3: dressed What's a Chip and Dale?
7: Uh, it's a new business idea I have. I think it'll be great for the restaurant industry.
1: All right, I'm going in. So I'm knocking on the door. Yeah, we're all right, heading over. out. I, I'm bringing all the
3: supplies too. So I, I got a paint bucket. <laughs> I'm not bringing my duffel bag. I'm not that crazy.
0: All right. So you're all getting out, and you're all going up towards the port, and and Hank is leading the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hank, you get up to the door and you knock, and there's quiet for a few moments. And then you think you can hear somebody coming downstairs and crossing the room. You can hear it's usually wooden floors. You can hear the sound, and it comes over, and the door opens. Um, and uh, uh, he's not a, a handsome man. Uh he's very average looking. Um uh he looks like he's maybe in his late 30s, but he also kind of looks like he's um, you know, been through the ringer. Um he looks at you and he says, Yeah, can I if if you're here to offer your condolences, thank you, but I'm 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 really tired. We we need to talk. Um, we think life may be at risk. Yep. Who who are you? Um, aren't you the grocery, uh, the hardware store guy? Aren't you?
1: Yes, I am. Yeah. Henry, you, you want to say the name?
0: The sh- shop down the street. Um. Well, uh, for a few moments, you know, come yeah, on inside. Yeah. Um. I don't mind. Uh there's a lot of these things that people have dropped by in my
5: <sighs>
0: um come on inside. Can I get you something to drink or
4: oh yeah. Oh. Uh
1: water would be good.
0: All right. He uh he brings some water in. Um now what, what's this about? Is this have anything to do with like you look like you're an insurance guy or or something, something, and I really don't want to deal with this right now. We're
3: we're not trying to sell you anything, at least not in the monetary
4: sense. Well, I
0: hope you're not, because my wife died this morning.
4: Yeah. Were you involved in that? that. Yeah. (laughs) Well.
0: I'm sorry, if you all talk at the same time, I, I, I don't know. Why are you here? Who are you? Well, we're the clam flat boys.
7: <laughs> and uh <laughs> we've got
0: some questions. I can see the TV series now. <laughs>
5: God damn it.
0: All right. All right, right, let's straighten up. It's like um questions.
7: From
3: what I understand, you've been to Russia recently. Tell me, are you a communist sympathizer?
7: What did you do about that necklace? Did you happen to steal it from an old Russian lady?
0: What are you? (laughs) How the hell could you know anything about? We're the clam flat (laughs) boys.
3: We've got our connections, bud. And our red hot trail has been leading up to you. Now you need to tell us what exactly is going on. And what oh, you knew about that necklace,
5: who
0: the hell are you people? Get the hell out of my house. Hey, before you push us out,
1: I take out the letter with uh the uh, letter to his lover.
0: No, she gave, you guys gave that back we to me. It back time to time.
1: Oh, okay. you could still mention it, yeah. Not, okay, that's... I don't know. What would Joanne think of this?
0: Joanne, and he, he steps back York. and he's like, How the fuck do you know about joanne
4: because we're
7: the clan flat boys (laughs) you should stop asking us what and
0: stop cooperating who who the hell are you people what get out of my house are
7: you deaf with the clan flat boys like i've tried (laughs) all the dramatic i mean
0: you know it's fair we come in here
3: we make these claims we'll see ourselves out but when the spectral bear appears tonight you'll know you'll be sorry Who the fuck are
0: you people?
1: I'll take my leave. <laughs> All right, I'm gone. He obviously... Actually, can anyone do like, the psychology role to see if he's...
7: Yeah, can, can I, I do anything? psychology? Especially trying to look into if he reacted when we started talking about Russian stuff. Um, I don't know if I should name drop Phyllis or not. That's a 95, so I think jason is actively he's still just trying to he's trying to keep from just, breaking it saying clam flat boys again
3: does, again
0: does anybody else want to do a psychology right. roll yeah
3: I'll, I'll do it i mean but i'm not expecting yeah 88. no way <laughs> i think we're all just holding it together
1: uh 54. no
6: we, i got a
2: 70.
5: <laughs> jerry
6: what our boys what our boys mean to say is that you are in very real, clear, and present danger. Allow me to explain. We know that you got this necklace from Russia.
0: That's a fact. What the hell does the necklace have to do with anything?
6: Well, if you'd listen, I could explain. You brought that back. We found it at the scene of the incident at your store.
0: Yeah, my wife took it out of my luggage, and she... Claimed it as her own.
6: Right. Well, seeing as this was under suspicious circumstances with this evidence that we found on the scene, we gathered the evidence, we translated the documents that we found. I don't know if you're a superstitious man, sir, but we've got reason to believe that you're in danger because this item is cursed.
0: You, You translated, what, the Russian thing? Yes, sir. You speak Russian? No, sir. We got help. I mean, I have no idea what it says. It came with the locket. It was, uh, I mean, part of the provenance. What the fuck does this have to do with the damn locket?
6: All right. Well, listen, that Russian document was a primary source tied to this necklace. It was from four or 500 years ago, and it was a journal of some Russian soldiers. Well, apparently this necklace is uh something of great religious importance in uh sort of the eastern European cultures, and it's believed that uh these
0: pendants were um well look you sound like you're you're the the guy that sold it to me. He said that it you know was uh, uh an antique um and that it had something to do with you know their pre-christian religion but i mean i was going to have the, the documents why are we talking about this
7: because we're pretty sure you just bought a cursed object and now your clam is baked oh, and we're gonna stop I, it. I, I,
0: i've been in the biz i've been in the jewelry business for a long time and i've never run across any kind of cursed object so i don't i don't believe in curses
7: all right, That's so- good, because we do, and we are concerned citizens, and we are here to help, I promise. Help. I know we're coming at you with a lot.
0: <laughs> You're here to help what?
6: We're just trying to explain to you, sir, that we have reason to believe that uh, the nature of this cursed item is very real and not just superstition. Uh, two of us have seen an entity ourselves. That sounds crazy, but I don't know what to tell you besides you got to just listen and trust us.
0: Is it getting close to sundown? It's it's probably about 5:45. Oh, um what uh, uh he he just looks at you like you people are speaking a foreign language and he's like um uh, t- uh, w- uh, so you're like nut jobs who believe in magic and you're here to warn me oh, what are you warning me about?
6: You have every right to believe that we are total
0: wackos. I do believe you're total wackos.
6: All right, I think we should go. It's obvious that he I've was already left. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's obvious that he had nothing to do with the death of his wife. So therefore do you say that out
0: loud. Out. No,
1: I'm
6: going to say that to Earl. I, I think I mean, Earl's. I don't
0: know for sure. But. Oh, so you say it as you go out the door or you're outside yeah. when you say it. Okay.
6: So am I the only one left talking to him? I left oh, the I'm in there. No, I'm like in there. by the time you started oh,
7: talking, I was gone. <laughs> so we're we're trying to tell him to trust us, but several
2: of our group members are leaving
7: and going, nah.
2: <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look at him dead in the eye and say, Okay, we're gonna be honest here. Cut the crap. We came here because we had suspicion that you were involved in the death of your wife. But now, we think that that might not be the case.
0: He definitely reacts to that and says, I need you to leave. Get
4: out. Understood.
0: Um, He definitely goes from confused to a little terrified.
5: Can I roll
2: psychology on him to see if he is involved? I don't think you
0: need to.
5: <laughs> so he
2: is
4: involved.
0: Yeah, he had a rather strong reaction to that. You uh, hadn't said anything about that before.
5: <clears throat>
0: Good Could We job. reconvene
3: in the car.
2: Just remember what goes around comes around. And I'm going to.
1: Yeah, well, he's he's obviously innocent, right?
2: So it's we should head. just go.
0: I'd like y'all to get out there into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> we're
3: just putting out name drops, huh?
1: So did you find anything out, Philip? Uh, well, he he closes
0: innocent. the door rather abruptly. Oh. Uh, and when they get shoved and... out, we're already at the end of the sidewalk.
1: Yeah, so he's, he's guilty? Or it he looks did. like the
0: son of a
3: bitch
2: did it.
1: Holy
3: shit. Well, we got to define did it here because, like, he's clearly unaware of the uh, more esoteric details here, but we think he's got malicious intent.
7: No, yeah. So he got flagged I'm, on a technicality. I told you he did the wife. It's always the husband that did the wife. Unless the yeah. husband's dead too, then he did it beforehand.
0: Do um, a spot hidden, please. Mm, I'm not spending the luck to make that.
7: 89 failure. That is. Yes. Oh, God, what's my spot hidden? Yes, it's a 49 under 50. I also I got not think it was a 40.
0: So uh, the sun is pretty low on the horizon, and you begin to notice, I mean, the second that he slammed the door, and you can hear it's wooden floors, so you can sort of hear, you hear him pacing very quickly back and forth. Um, you think that he goes upstairs and turns on a light. You hear him coming downstairs rather quickly. He he's walking and moving around the house like he's fucking upset about something. Couldn't imagine what.
3: Oh, only a bunch of five weirdos going in and rambling
7: <laughs> at him. <laughs> you, you didn't appreciate my nautical puns.
0: The sun dips below the horizon. Six o'clock. All right, let's get let's let's get Wait, to the car. Hold
1: on. Do you hear that?
0: No.
3: what
1: tell me you hear that i don't hear hearing, anything
3: i'm not hearing anything bud oh, my,
1: my 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 hair it's it's standing on on my skin you can't hear that it's coming
6: no, i don't i got a bad feeling about this voice something uh wrong. let's go back God.
1: to the car where we've Fuck, got I'm gonna our, die.
3: Our, our, Fuck. our mirrors and just, just going look going at the, the mirror. mirror
1: i'm going to curl up on the ground pull yourself it's together coming. Man. i'm gonna to hold a like mirror in front man. of
7: hank like Hank, it's okay. It's okay. Look, no bear, I'm, no bear. I'm running back to the car.
1: I'm curled up in front of the car. Okay. Well, we brought our we brought our material. Why can't you hear time? it? You saw the picture.
6: It's okay, Hank. I I think I it's getting I,
4: closer. I it.
6: Hold on. Who has the
0: picture?
4: I've I got the picture. You too. Okay.
0: It's, you you hear it? But well, you probably coming. don't have the picture with you. You probably left the picture back in here.
6: Hank, hey, maybe it's just a, a neighborhood dog. I don't know. It's coming.
4: Why can't you hear? It?
0: What are you guys gonna do?
4: Um, I've gone back
3: to the Freaking car. Freaking out. I'm going to um sit inside with a hand mirror in hand, a um wooden stick with cheesecloth at the ready, and the other. Um, but otherwise, I'm kind of hanging back.
0: i going... going... Go ahead.
2: I'm going to go back in the car as well and get okay. get my uh, throwing knife and light it on fire. If if we're
7: hey, going to the there. car, yeah. And Hank is curled up it's out front. Jason is going to have a mirror and like trying to calm Frank, but keep rotating it around so he can keep seeing himself and everything around him. And just say like, "There's no bear." I can go psychology to calm him
6: down. I don't know. Henry is going to. Grabbed Philip and Earl by like their coats. And- Ooh. voice. And- Do you
3: it's hear getting- that noise? What noise?
4: It's- yes, I hear it. <laughs> I hear it. It's in the distance. It's
1: coming closer. How it's close? Getting-
3: How close? I don't know. So where's the it coming time? from? It well, I've got, I've got my lighter at the ready whenever it comes It down seems
0: to, it. to be coming from the direction of the cemetery. I mean, that's quite a ways away from where you are here, but you can hear something moving swiftly in this direction.
6: Philip, oh, Earl, Jason,
3: why don't you hear this? It's coming. I don't know. Maybe I, we were theorizing about the factor that lets us perceive it. Maybe whatever it is, I, I guess I'm just not good enough.
1: Stop theorizing, act. Do something. Okay.
3: Okay. Hank's rambling. I think his only purpose at this point is to. Uh, I. I. I have a feeling that. Um, he might be in some serious trouble. So let's. Uh, let's watch him and his surroundings. Now, I'm going to the go paint You guys going to help?
7: Hank, did you Every, wear your
0: brown pants? Everybody do. Everybody do a uh, spot hidden. Oh
7: my God. Seventy-seven fail. It's eighty-nine. Okay,
3: I'm going to. I'm going to spend. <laughs>
0: The seven luck to pass. Okay, you don't need to spend luck to pass. Hank got an O2. Okay. Um, so, Hank's Hank's. are you still lying on the ground?
1: I'm getting back up because I was going for my right, self-defense. As, as
0: you're getting back up, you suddenly point up at the second story of the house, and you notice that uh, John is in the window, and he's looking out the window like he hears something as well.
1: Hopefully, God. it
5: goes
0: for
1: him first. Uh, not to not to sound selfish. Give us more out. time.
7: No, I think it is. I think it is. I think it goes in order. You're mm-hmm. okay. You're okay. We can't. Okay, we, can't
1: we can't waste <laughs> this opportunity. We're next. We can't Henry, run from this it. this isn't the time. No, to run. he's this next.
3: The time then to plant our feet down and
6: solve the problem. Listen. We don't know how fast it can go. Maybe we can outrun it. we in the car. We gotta no no, 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 no. Damn it will it. if we, even
3: if we outrun. it, if, Assuming what we know is true, it'll just keep hunting you for every night for the rest of your lives. Yes, we can assume it follows. So if they're <laughs> running, is not an option. We we do or die. I
6: don't know if I can do this. I I'll stand, well, I well, stand behind even you. Even go get
1: killed. So
3: uh,
6: yeah. louder. No, we
1: we we, we got to stand together. We're
7: should we make a wall it's coming from the graveyard so
0: something that um stands out against the you know the growing shadows uh the sky is still red but the sun is below the horizon um the streets themselves are shadowy uh there's there are some street lights but here is a residential area there's not much in the way of street lights Something way down the street, maybe a half a mile at the end of the block, has come around the corner, and it seems to be glowing purplish red, purplish blue, and you can see it's moving in this direction. I would like Philip, Earl, and Jason to do spot hidden balls. No, do willpower roles. Okay,
6: power. Come here. There it is.
7: That is a fifty-two under sixty. I uh, I hate my life.
3: I rolled ninety-nine over sixty.
0: How'd you do, Philip?
3: Twenty-one out of uh, okay. 60, I
5: think.
0: So for the moment, Jason and Philip, you don't see anything, but suddenly Earl's like, "I can see it. There it is." Sanity roll, <laughs> yeah, you can do a sanity. Roll. In fact, okay. Henry and Hank can do sanity rolls too. Oh, well. uh,
5: hell yeah, let's go. Okay,
0: so I wanted to fail. Wow, well, come on, clam, oh.
7: stick together. 65 out of 38. I,
3: I did I pass fell. 27 under 50.
0: Okay, uh, so I want you to do a 1d4 sanity. That is completely fair. Can um, I get a d8, d10. I lost three. Okay. So you are quaking in your boots. Yeah, I, was, um, I probably yelp. Hank and Henry, did you fail?
6: I failed. I passed.
0: Okay. So Henry, do a one d four. Hank, do a one d eight. So oh, let's go. The battle madness.
1: Uh, that is a. Can I make it a five instead of a three?
0: No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> All it. right. Okay, so I'll take three. You're you're trying to dig yourself a, a hole. Um, uh, you're you're terrifying. Everybody else, you'll see that they're terrified too. Um, the thing runs like a uh, like a, an animal, like a predator, uh, and it's it's big, like I say, about seven or eight feet at the shoulder, and yet it moves very swiftly, faster than any car could move down the street um we're done for the front door of the house opens and john comes running out he sees you on the on the lawn and he comes running over and he's like what is that noise and then he sees it and he's like my god what is that i told you a spectral
3: bear
6: i told you Run, John! Run, um, Armageddon!
3: Okay. I am producing the hand mirror and holding it in front of me, and I'm scooting myself so I am right by Hank.
2: I'm getting the big,
3: the big guy out, the
7: big mirror. Okay. <laughs> For me, I'm readying my shotgun. Jason has the the fisheye convex mirror.
0: Okay. Is that what everybody has? Mirrors.
3: I also, in my other hand, I've got that uh, wooden stick with cheesecloth
0: on it I mentioned earlier, but it's not lit yet. Okay. Kill it! Kill it, boys! Um, there's a moment when John sees it, and he's like, my God! Like this, and he runs, and he runs towards his house, and runs into the house and slams the door, and you can hear him probably running up the stairs, or, or whatever. Um... The creature uh it's bolting forward like a almost like a galloping horse at this speed. Um you can see the blue flames sort of flying back from its eyes and uh, and its nostrils and its mouth is open, and there's huge black fangs as it's it's running. Um I'm gonna do uh my- Okay. It comes running up to where you guys are standing. And up until that moment, you're pretty sure that it was going to just bolt past you and go straight for that front door where John had gone through. But it notices your mirrors and it comes to an immediate halt and it starts moving forward and it's looking at itself for just a moment in the mirrors, what do you guys do want it, to do? Do
1: it! Do it now! Light something, throw it at its heart. I, All right, I'm going to uh, fire the double-barrel shotgun at its heart.
0: Okay, go ahead and do a uh, firearms.
1: All right, would this be point blank? Because he's
0: pretty much, yeah.
1: All right, bonus die for me then.
3: Are you firing twice?
1: Yeah, on both barrels. Uh, that is nice. a nineteen out of uh, forty, so that's a hard.
0: Nice. Uh, so there is an extreme. You want to make it an extreme?
1: Yeah, why not? That's uh, nine points.
0: Okay, nine points total.
1: Yep. Oh uh, no, no uh, n- not nine points of luck I spent, which is oh, going to be see. about twenty-four points of damage total. Okay. Uh, oh, actually, no. Yeah, yeah it is twelve. 24. Six times four.
0: Okay. Or both barrels. Um, you are, all, you almost rest the end of the barrels on the thing's side. Uh, in that moment, you realize that the creature is covered in a kind of thick, black, shiny hair um, that crackles with little bits of electricity as, as it's there. You fire and you blow a hole through the middle of it, about four inches across, at least on your side, maybe eight inches across on the other side, it splatters like this.
1: Holy shit.
0: Um, It makes a huge noise so that, you know, lights go on all up and down the street and probably uh, a few people are going to come out of their houses in a few moments. And then I'd like you to do a sanity roll as you watch the wound that you made simply go and close. Excellent. Is that you is do, do Jason all the people... and Philip
6: feel a
7: wet splash that came out of nowhere?
6: Yeah, probably. I fumbled. So
3: all yeah. of the people that can see the horse still or the the being make the sandy roll. Or is it just Hank?
0: Uh, just well, just Hank because he's looking right at the hole that he made disappear. Okay. Um, Philip and Jason uh, do uh, power rolls.
7: Can I just close my eyes? <laughs> that is a Peace. crit fail. O-3. Triple O.
0: Okay. You another one? No, I still one? can't see it. Can I fumble? So, yeah, you can't see it, Philip. Jason, you see it clear as day. Once yeah, that right. gun goes off. There it is, and it's yes. right in front of me. I wipe that
7: ichor from my eyes, and I see it in front of me, and I wish I didn't.
5: How much did I mean,
7: also roll? Sand, yeah, I guess we're good. That's 38, so 1d4.
0: Correct, <laughs> that's four. <laughs> okay, so you jump back screaming. Um, the thing, uh has regarded itself for just a moment in the mirror until you shot it. Uh, And then it sort of makes a a loud whelping noise um, as you hit it, like a dog that's been injured for just a moment as it heals. And then it, it looks around at all of you as if for a moment, it had been sort of hypnotized by your mirrors and now it sort of shakes that off. And leaps through the air going straight at the front door of the house uh it hits the front porch and uh just the, the front porch begins to shatter as it barrels its way through the front door the whole door frame and everything is just shattered as it runs in the house um you hear crashing and violent noises and then you hear um john up the stairs suddenly screaming out in terror as this thing you can't see it but you can hear it going up there you hear the sound of rending you hear john in agony and then john goes silent uh as the thing throttles him and and you hear things smashing in the house then the sound stops for a moment how are you guys going to do
7: Reposition
1: uh, the We should get the mirrors ready. Yeah. Did did did
3: Hank take the Sandy loss from his failure? I did I not remember.
1: Yeah.
6: Boys, it's coming for me now.
0: Jeez. Uh,
1: how, well, how much sanity did I lose for seeing it reconstitute its own flesh?
0: Um. Did you failed? I crit failed. Uh oh. Wow. Uh, you take uh, well, say you take eight points of damage. Do an intelligence roll. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Fun time.
1: Uh, I failed that.
0: Okay, so you're you're mentally confused, but okay. you're screaming hysterically.
1: I am indefinitely insane, though. So it
7: said firearm.
0: <laughs>
1: Listen, okay, so we we
3: guns don't work. We're just gonna do this the old-fashioned way, and I'm yeah. going to light the cheesecloth. Um, I'm not the best at throwing, but you know I'm gonna give it my best.
2: Yeah. I'm going to scatter paint on the porch where it went inside so I could hopefully at least see its footprints, because I could see that it smashed that, so it must be sort of just invisible.
0: Okay. So you splash paint on the on the porch. Yeah, um, just so I could
2: see where it's walking.
0: Do a luck roll. I'm sorry, okay. do a power roll.
4: Come on. I need this fail. That's
2: 13.
0: It's, I okay. I've never do this. So... What the rest of you see is you see Philip run up there and start spreading paint. And as he is dump you know, splashing the paint and and pouring it out onto the porch, um, the thing must've come back down the stairs and it sticks its head out of the, uh, the door, like literally right in front of Philip and Philip's not reacting. So he can't see it. And the thing, Sniffs the air and it starts to look at. It starts to regard the four of you. What do you guys want to do?
1: <laughs> Ready the mirrors.
3: Oh, I am. I am. Sta- staying by Hank with the mirror thrusted in front of us, and I've got the lit cheesecloth in the other hand. Um, and I am waiting for it to get close, so hopefully my throw will be easier.
7: Yeah, okay. Jason
1: is got the mirror. Henry, if you want. Stick your cane in the gasoline tank. We'll light it.
0: Gasoline tanks way over there.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought we were standing in the the car.
0: No, you're at the, the end of the. No, we're in the house. Oh, okay. oh uh, shit! No, can you're Jason, at the, you're at the end Jason of the driveway. Run to the gasoline tank. Sure. You want to run in front of a predator and see what happens? Okay.
7: <laughs> oh, I thought that it was house, us, car. The so if I run the to cars the car, park a little bit close. away. It's
0: it's house driveway. You guys are at the end of the driveway. Then we'll stick it in the, the
7: uh, in
1: John's car. He's not going to be using it anymore.
0: Well, who's to say he's got a gas cannon there?
1: No, it's pink.
0: It's it's a it's a maneuver, so it's going to take one round for you to do whatever it is.
1: Yeah, Henry, okay, yeah. you've got a lightable uh,
0: object slash. All right. Um, I need to do a, let's see. There are four of you.
7: Yeah, I'm running to the car to get gas.
0: Okay. Um, Jason, you are in the fourth position. So as soon as you start to move to run, the creature reacts to your movement by leaping from the porch, uh, smashing more of the porch as it goes. Um, But it lands next to everyone else. Uh, Still, it's got itself trained on where Jason is running. Um what are you guys going to do?
3: Can I can I jump in front of it and try and put the mirror directly in front of its face?
0: Yes. Yeah, we'll call that a maneuver so brawl.
3: Okay? I will spend 11 luck to make that a
0: success. Okay. Regular success. So you jump right in front of it as it comes and there's a moment where it hesitates it stops for just a moment and then it lets out a sound like a like a wolf or a bear growling and it reaches up one of its big gigantic claws and grabs the edge of your mirror it just flings it to the side um it, like fool me once Shame on you! (laughs) Pull me twice. Oh shit! And now it's like right in front of you, and it's it looks like it's going to pounce right on your face with its jaws. You still have your flaming stick. If it's about to pounce
3: on me, I'm gonna like brace it in front of me. So if it it lunges at me, that's when I'm gonna stick
4: it.
0: Right, do a uh, what do we call it? A brawl. Fail. By how much?
4: By 46
3: points. I couldn't even spend the luck if I wanted to.
0: 96. Okay. Okay. So you fall onto your back holding the the flaming stick forward, but unfortunately you don't get a good aim. And as the thing sort of brings itself down on top of you with uh, the, 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 the flaming stick falls to the side, we will say that it falls towards, uh, towards Henry. Um, unfortunately, it grabs a hold of your face with its jaws and shakes you like a dog shaking a rat, um, which I'll, I'll make it fair. It does, um, oh boy, I didn't realize how much damage it actually does. <laughs> You might I'll roll make it fair.
7: Rolls two d twenty. It's
3: probably like forty six.
0: <laughs> it does nine points of damage to you. I yes. have
3: nine HP, so I am at okay. zero. It snaps your neck. wound, yeah.
2: yeah. No. Oh. 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 Can I see? Did I get it with the paint? What's that? Yeah, there's, the
0: there's 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 uh, there's paint spread out where it it moved. All right, um, from the description,
2: I'm gonna throw my flaming throwing knife at it.
0: Okay? Do so that probably be
2: with like a penalty, right?:
0: Yeah, with a penalty.
5: All
2: right.
4: I got a pretty good throw. Hey okay. Uh all right, I have luck.
2: so it was 73 and my throw is 20, probably. My throw is 60, so I'll spend 13 points to make it a
0: regular. Okay. Um, How long is your knife?
2: I would say maybe like this big.
0: Okay. Um, You successfully throw your knife. Uh, Your knife hits it and sinks almost to the hilt because you throw it pretty damn hard. You're scared shitless. Um, And when that happens... The creature definitely reacts. It, it it moves to the side. It turns and looks at you, and it howls. Um, Can I see at it? That moment, yeah, at that moment, it suddenly becomes visible to you, and it's looking you right in the eyes, and you get that definite feeling like you're next. Um, Roll sanity. However, your knife is stuck in its side, Um, you're thinking that it didn't penetrate far enough to get Mm. to the creature's middle, which would be its heart. Um, Henry, the flaming uh, stick has landed at your feet. What do you do?
6: All right. With all the effort that I can muster within me, I'm going to pick up the stick and I'm going to rush at the beast and try to puncture its heart.
0: Okay. Okay.
4: Is there a limit on the amount of luck points that you can spend? no <coughs> That's a bad question to ask
0: no i'm some 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 GMs say that you know you can spend five points, but I say you can spend as much luck as you want
6: so I can spend forty two points of luck
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> realize that you'll have forty two less points of luck the next round
5: I'm gonna do yeah
0: it. okay I'm doing it and does that give you just a regular hit or just a regular okay all right um i'm gonna say that you know, that's a lot of luck to spend so i'm gonna say that you go so far as to place the tip of the flaming thing against it and then run forward and shove it in um you find that the hide of this beast um which should be somewhat resistant, at least it seems so to the uh, other people that hit it. It doesn't resist very well, so it, it's almost like you're attacking, you know, a fluffy pillow. Um, at least that's what it feels like. And the the tip of the spear, the flame, disappears into it as you rush forward, and the thing suddenly pulls away from you. Uh, it screeches in. Uh, not screeches, it howls like a huge beast. It falls on its side, uh, and it begins kicking like an animal that's been deeply wounded.
6: That um, was plan Flat Boys.
0: What do the rest of you want to do?
6: Is
1: it still, uh, is the stick still in it? Yes. This is for Earl. I'm gonna grab the stick and then ram it in even more.
7: Yes.
1: Uh, well, brawl, let's say probably, that right?
0: in a, in a, in a matter of moments, um, as the creature howls, it, it it the light of its blue eyes disappears. Oh. it it slumps to the ground. It stops <clears throat> breathing. And then, like um, like a cloud of dust, it just sort of, and there's nothing there but your uh, your spear jammed into the ground. And your dead friend, well, one dead, one less dead accountant. So uh, it's a good day. Um, (laughs) Uh, Earl's there.
1: Earl is one of us.
0: And obviously uh, people call the police. um, And it's, I'll, 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 I'll let you in this case kind of tell me. How the hell your story ends, because one of you is dead. John has been torn to shreds in the house, um, though his whole house has been ransacked. Mrs. McTie recognizes Philip. He's oh, the shit. <laughs> uh, And obviously you're going to be arrested. Um,
7: so yeah I don't know yeah Jason is going to be panicking and I want to pull out all the stops using fast talk and persuade and hot gossip um to just portray that like there was a black bear that came out of the woods and we were we saw it in the area and were concerned that's why the neighbor saw Philip poking around as we thought we saw it in there um we heard a ruckus after talking to what's her face and there was a black bear inside his house. And a- as we came out to try and, you know, figure out what was wrong, it jumped us and it, it, it latched right onto poor Earl's face and it, it ran off it- before we could ever do anything. We tried to shoot at it and it ran and it scared it must've. Well, Hopefully
6: the claw marks can corroborate some of this.
0: Yeah, it definitely looks like a wild animal did it. Yeah. Um, where is it? Where is the dead body? The dead body? You no, we it. scared
7: off. It was a, it was a black bear. It must have ran off back into the woods. We thought we saw one around here.
0: Well, I wanted to roll to see if I buy your story. Sure. Because it really sounds ridiculous. All right. Do you? know I, want... I I rolled I rolled a ninety nine. So apparently, I buy your story. Locks. Hell yeah. Barrel. I was going to say I've He's, got a 60 and fast talk
7: and persuade I'm ready for this no
0: nobody would possibly suspect you of any foul play
7: <laughs> no I, the, good. no come good, on right? Dave I serve you and your wife and kids down at Magenta's like you know me I I wouldn't be caught up in something like this
0: and that's
1: <laughs>
7: law marks on I think we Ken need to body. honor
1: Earl's uh memory yeah. over some uh, New
2: England steamers now
1: He's there sleeping are sleeping with the solemn, fishes now.
7: Yeah, solemn New England steamers.
6: Yeah.
2: Or should I say sleeping with the clams?
6: All right.
0: And that's the end of our story.
6: <laughs> so two taps, play taps. You got to bury him out on the clam flats.
0: So the one thing you didn't do in the story that would have been a little helpful or at least helpful for your your knowledge would be you started to confront John, but you didn't continue. And the thing is, is that he was quite unstable at this point. And if you had continued to confront him, he would have broken down and told you what happened. And um, all of the stories that you got about him and his wife were true that she lorded it over him, and that he had a girlfriend now in New York that he was sleeping with, and he was ultimately going to go with her because, you know. But he needed to find a way to get rid of his wife. So what he had done was he had told her, uh, this would have been the night before, uh, or rather early in the morning, let's say about five in the morning. He woke her up and he said, "I think that I left the uh, uh, the power on in the in the shop." And of course, she was pissed, you know, that he would do something. And so rather than go back to sleep, she said, then we're going to go down there and, you know, I'm not going to let you get away with such stupidity. She floored it over. him. So she took him down there. This was all part of his plan. They got there early in the morning. And what he did, you know, she was looking around the shop like a normal person would in her case. And he went into the back room and he turned the power to the building off. So uh, with the breaker, he turned it off. And then he opened up the gas main. And once he did that, he left the shop, got in his car and went home. Well, she's in the front of the shop. And eventually she's, she's like, what the hell are you doing back there? Where are you? And she went back there, and he wasn't there. And she started looking around and smelling gas. And she went over to the breaker and flipped it on. And ba Yeah. So he had planned that all out. Now, he pretended to go to sleep. When the police came, he pretended to be shocked and horrified. The thing that was on his side in that case was, He'd actually murdered somebody and he really wasn't that kind of a person. So he really was shocked and it wasn't hard for him to cry, but maybe it was a little bit cry of relief. In any case, he decided to go, he was going to go to New York. So he packed up his stuff and then he, he was really shaken. So he got in his car and he went for a drive and probably cried a lot as he was driving. But by the time he got home, he had figured out a way to justify what he had done in his own mind, you know, and that he'd be better off now. And then, of course, you, got, you nut jobs came in and started harassing him. And he really didn't know what the hell to do because nobody could figure out that he'd murdered her. So it was all the all the stuff about the amulet. He didn't really... It's just a legend. It's just, you know, a story that goes with that stupid piece of jewelry. He had bought the piece of jewelry and was going to give it to the girlfriend. But his luggage arrived before he did, and his wife found it and claimed it as her own that he must have brought this home for her. So he is really pissed off and came up with a way to get rid of her. Unfortunately, it had a jewel of Belaz in it and the creature was awakened and it was immediately going to kill him, but it got stuck by the, the sunlight. And so that's so,
7: why the creature was moving slowly out of the shop. It didn't quite right know
0: where he was. Right. Right. It was just doing its due diligence. It was going to avenge her death because she was wearing this the, the amulet. Um, Now, the creature is an interesting one because it can't be harmed by normal weapons, which is why I healed it instantly from the thing. It can be harmed by magical weapons, but we don't really have many magical weapons in the story. Um, What it needed to stop it was fire, you know, in its heart. So that's kind of what you do with the flaming. It could be a flaming arrow or a flaming spear. What's really scary is that it will not stop. So theoretically, you could shoot it with a double barrel. Say you hit it in the head with a double barrel shotgun, you'd blow its head off. It would fall to the ground, and it would once it would disintegrate. But as soon as the sun came up, the or the sun went down the next day, it would reconstitute and come after you. So it really would never stop, but in this case, you killed it, and that's the story of what goes around comes, <laughs> what comes around.
2: Excellent, that was a good one. That was well, really fun. Any a questions? Lot
1: our,
3: a lot of our lines in this made this sound like a like a cheesy horror. Movie. You guys
1: got
0: really silly for a while <laughs> there. <laughs> it, was the it was the clam, the clam flat, flat boys. boys. And um, Alex and Hank, or Hank and Henry, I sent them a secret message that told them right at six o'clock to start hearing the thing, (laughs) that it was getting closer and closer and closer.
2: Cool. Yeah, I was was worried about that because I could not fail my power roll in order to see the fucking monster. Yeah, I still
0: love that
7: the magician never saw the supernatural thing in front of him, so... (laughs)
0: Uh, it, it, yeah, by magic. Maybe he'd been so used to illusions that he just, I don't know. It's really, a, it, when it comes down to in the game, it's just a matter of spot hidden, whether you can see it or not. And I've never had all of the players see it. So it's always some of the players that see it. I've never had none of the players see it. But I suppose somebody has to see it. Otherwise, There's no investment. It's a disaster. Right. Our players included Sham Sabin, Alex Sun, Dan DePaulis, Max Meltzer, and Lex Hurley, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from uh, from Podbean or iTunes.
5: вой ко мне